0: Um, I heard a little bit ago uh-huh. that um, the song White Christmas, I don't know if it was Bing Crosby who originally wrote it, but that song... It's actually meant to be super present. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. Like, the, you know, he's like, oh, okay, uh-huh. you know. He sounds a little somber, but not a big deal, you know. But then you hear, oh, yeah, he wrote that song. They want him to write a Christmas song, but his son died on Christmas. <laughs> so... Now whenever he thinks of Christmas, he thinks of his son dying. So he's like, oh, I wish I can think of the happier times back when Christmas was something other than the day my son died. So it's like so it's like, oh Jesus. There's like so many like think of how many like silly boop. <laughs> yeah
1: there's like the silly versions they have of like. it well yeah because i always just think of like bing crowds because in the movie that like white christmas he sings it there now granted with christmas songs you never know who kind of a maybe and i'm assuming it's him that originally put it together because that for that movie and everything but that's probably why he does sing it all kind of like sad and so well, it, it's the same way that always makes me laugh is that people always seem to choose nowadays that, like, Alan Jackson song, Remember When, is like a family gathering song, and it's like, you know, that song's about 9-11 going, remember before 9-11? Yeah, it's pretty fucking cool. And then, somebody came and ruined our fucking day. <laughs> so, Thanks, so, Obama! <laughs> let, let's get the grandparents out here to dance, and uh, remember when, because they remember before 9-11, unlike you youngins. <laughs> I guess, that's a country song, I'm guessing, right? Yeah.
0: So I'm guessing that since you do so much DJ stuff, you probably know that song. And you got a lot of old people shuffling out there, like, "Oh my God, this almost makes me moist again."
1: Well, they they always just use it for like they use it for like the anniversary dance at like a wedding, and it's just I always just think it's so ironic. It's like uh, that's a 9/11 song because I, when I always think of that song, is I always think of the South Park episode when they're building a ladder to heaven, and they got Alan <laughs> Jackson comes on out and he's like, "Remember when?" You know, or it's, I think that's the one. That goes. Remember when they built that ladder to heaven?
0: I also liked around that time.
1: 9-11, that's when all, 9/11. Oh, who's in heaven? Nine eleven. Yeah. So that's what I was thinking of it. it's just like, yeah, there, there's that song, and obviously, the, the meaning I think gets forgotten. To the, well, I think nobody listens to the lyrics. Let's be honest. But
0: well, I also feel like there's something about um, fucking dishwasher. Um, I feel like there's also something about... Let me pull up the Matrix uh, Matrix thing here real quick. Um, I feel like there's this thing, like, around 9-11, that's when they had all these, like, pro, like, America country songs, which there's very ever rarely a country song, like, I don't know about this Vietnam, but at the same time, there's also, like, this thing where you suddenly had all, like, these, what, multi-millionaire... Like singers, calling like, I would pick up a rifle and shoot that camel jockey in the face. And it's like, would you do? Would you really? It's like, are you gonna fly there on your own private jet, laying down like, in fucking Afghanistan, and with like a with a fucking with like a gold plated gun, like just point me in the right direction, Uncle Sam? And
1: then the worst part too, is you look up, you're like, that guy was fucking bored in Beverly Hills. <laughs> Some shit like that. Because that's the only thing, is that you get a lot of those, like, fake country... I mean, it mostly happens with a lot of the, like, the women nowadays, is that they're kind of, like, fake country stars. They're like, you know, they just wake up one morning and say, Daddy, I want to be a country star, and it's like, "Dad's like, well, let me get the credit card out, honey. You get the ones where they start <laughs> off as that, and they escape,
0: like, you have, like, Taylor Swift, like... Yeah, country, yeehaw, yeehaw, they ain't looking Fuck you, I'm, I'm all sophisticated now I'm moving to New York, I'm getting a penthouse
1: <laughs> You know, yeah, or it's like even like I don't know, that's not like so many of them are I mean, they, they they either go one or two ways Or they go backwards towards, like, country, too You know, and they just come from somewhere else But it's always it's always kind of bizarre It's like, there's, there's not like the natural, like, country people Of, like, the, you know, 70s and back kind of era Where it's just like, oh, yeah, that guy actually is a cowboy now it's just like oh he just you know bought a $500 cowboy hat and says he's a cowboy. I mean
0: I can, I can get into like some like there's old ass country like you know I don't give a shit about Hank Williams Jr. I like original Hank Williams but um, What about
1: Hank the III? 3rd? Hank the fucking awesome.
0: I got to look up Hank the Hank
1: 3rd. He's like he's like the heavy metal like kind of like country kind of guy. He literally even played in Phil and Samos band as like the bass player.
0: Okay, i got. I got to look up of Hank the Third.
1: Let me just rephrase this. Not everybody knows that name right off the bat. Sometimes it skips a generation. So, okay, I went from, Han- from Hank
0: to, like, Hank the Third. Okay. So, um, no, i got to check out... Who do I and, check and then out,
1: he's got dude. another metal band called Ass Jack. So, I mean, how can you not like that name? <laughs> Is that Jack spelled with an X I, no, it's Jack, just J-A-C-K, I want to say. Okay,
0: not Jax. Okay, Ass Jax. I
1: wish it was Ass Jax, because that sounds even funnier, because that reminds me, like the, the playing game Jax is like kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that a bunch of Ass Jacks? there? Psh, Tommy, is that where you're storing them in your ass, Greg? So, yeah, I didn't want the teacher to take them away from me. <laughs> yeah, well, let's, let's play a game. Just squats, spreads his cheeks, just like...
0: <laughs> Doesn't that hurt? Y- you get used to it. Oh, they're covered in blood. That just think about it, that has to be some I mean, I don't want to sound like a dick because that was like that was like, you know, their that was their like, you know, uh switch or PS five back then, so I don't wanna be a total dick about it. But the idea of like, okay, here's the concept. There's these sharp ass things we gotta swipe and grab, you bounce a ball and you have to swipe and grab before the ball hits the ground. Like Wow, that's as much as we got? That's as much as we got. We're going to die of polio next week, so let's make it worth it.
1: (laughs) I just love the idea of, like, there's, like, almost like a a child prison and there's some kid smuggling in a bunch of jacks in his ass. (laughs) 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 They don't let us have these in here. <laughs> well, that's what it's like. Literally, it's like it's well, like if you're walking like, with
0: ass in your jacks, you could probably ha- your ass could probably handle anything in prison.
1: <laughs> it's like the pre um, kind of like almost like I feel like kids play jacks, and then next thing you know, they get into the shooting dice, and then and <laughs> then and then if they get fancy, they, they go they go and play craps and put on a tuxedo.
0: <laughs> then it cuts to them like in a. <laughs> They really hit a real downward spiral. Cuts to them like in a Vietnamese basement with like a knife over their finger. Like one, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> Throwing down money and so on. <laughs> but um, but yeah. Welcome to the Old Man Orange podcast. I'm sponsor Scott Holmes.
0: And I'm Ryan Dunnigan. And, and we're not talking about um, country music or jacks and asses today. We are talking about people jacking in, though. Yeah,
1: they're, they're, uh, there, there is jacking, so you know. See what I did there? Yeah, yeah you know. So we, we, we get jacked here, but we're talking about not just one Matrix, but five Matrixes. Five Matrixes. Must be like, what the fuck's that fifth one? Like, oh, you didn't see the Animatrix? Where were you in fucking 2003? <laughs> we could go really deep. We could go like seven matrices. We could
0: go six. Enter the Matrix and 7, Path of Neo.
1: Yep. And then there's also those comic books and so on. Well, actually, you know what? On Path, speaking of Path of Neo, or not Path of Neo, but uh, Enter the Matrix, I forgot on the Matrix Reloaded, they had all the cutscenes in there from the game. Because, you know, they, they filmed a bunch of extra stuff alongside uh, Matrix Reloaded to go with the game. So you get all these extra, like, Niobe and Ghost scenes. And, you know, in the movie, Ghost gets all, like, three lines, but...
0: That is kind of an interesting thing, because I remember watching, like... Um We'll, we'll, we'll go in more order in a minute. I remember seeing, like... Because um, I actually finished uh, Enter the Matrix the night Matrix Revolutions came out.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And I already kind of, like... I, I, there there's just, like, a level I wasn't really digging. I'm like, oh, let me just plow through it, okay? Because by that point, I already kind of given it up on the game. It was just more for the sake of the story. But I know where it's going. I know it's probably going to happen. I'm like, let me just fucking plow through it. So I did. And then you get to, <laughs> like, okay, okay. So I finished it the night of... And then we're going to see the movie and then Naomi says like like um Ghost, you're the best. You're the best gunner we have. Go with them. Like, oh, that's true. Because whenever you play like the chase missions with Ghost, he was always the gunner, and Naomi was usually the
1: driver. Yeah, exactly. I remember when that game came out, and I remember I played it at, like a game store, like in Truckee or something like that. They had it there, and I, you know, I, as a kid, you know, you're sitting there playing it for like 20 minutes or something like that. I'm like, dude, this game is fucking sick. Like, this is so cool. And then I went and told a bunch of kids at school to buy it because I was like, dude, this is so badass. I remember one of the kids, guys, like. Yeah, it was cool for about a half an hour, probably about the amount of time you played it, and then it's its not that it's bad, but it just becomes really repetitive. <laughs> All the cool well, stuff you did in the first half an hour, you kind of do throughout the game. Well, <laughs> that's the thing, because you realize
0: what you do, because the game's not really hard. I wasn't really so much stuck on a mission. I was more of just like procrast it was like, I got snipered, or I had to, I had to no, snipe somebody and protect somebody, and like, mm-hmm. kind of escort them across a certain area, and the AI was being stupid, like, I don't fucking feel like doing this, so I just put it off for like four, for like three months, basically from the day I got it, to like, when the Matrix <laughs> Revolutions was coming out, I'm like, let me just knock this thing out real quick, and that game, there was like, I remember the driving missions were weird sometimes, because there was that one camera angle, where you're kind of over their shoulder, but look in the car, you still have kind of a weird mm-hmm. narrow view, the game like I appreciate what the game was trying to do, but it was also one of those games that just like when you first play it and you could do all this shit. Like, oh wow, that's that's all. You know, I get they're trying to do the thing. Like, okay, well, Neo and Morpheus and Trinity are off doing this. Ghost and Aobi are doing this. So it's paralleling Matrix Reloaded, but at the same time, it's like. It just, yeah, it's it's like the coolest game for thirty for thirty minutes, and after that, it just becomes all the same thing.
1: Yeah, it's one of those I'd like to almost kind of give it a go again because I still remember it being like fun and still it, it's it's neat experience. It's not a perfect one, but it's kind of a neat one. But I also think when that game came out too, the first thing you go is like, oh my god, hey guys, there's a Matrix video game out there, and everybody, I think in their minds, like, oh sweet. So when you play as Neo, oh wait a second, you don't play as Neo. Like, it's I feel like. Uh, it, it's a cool, like, I feel that's a comic book idea to have the side story. I think if you're going to do a video game, you should have done Neo right off the bat so that, you know, um, y- you know, you want to play as the main character. That's like saying, like, hey, there's a Tomb Raider game coming out, you know, that goes off the movie. It's like, well, yeah, there always is. Well, whatever. But uh, in this one, well, who you play as? You play as, like, Daniel Craig. What? Yeah, it's just like a side <laughs> story where you play as a Daniel Craig character from the movie. And you're like, S- so it's a Tomb Raider game, you don't play as Laura Croft. No! <laughs> <laughs> it, it, I forgot he was in that. Yeah, I that's always it's, it's not like his baby was just like that's the reason he got Double O Seven. Be like, oh, so you saw Layer Cake? Oh fuck, Layer Cake! Did you? We saw you in D- Tomb Raider One as the <laughs> bad guy.
0: <laughs> we saw in you in The Road to Perdition. Like you see this snivelly little bitch here who's <laughs> trying to like kill like Tom Hanks and his family. That guy's the next 007.
1: Get him, get him! But um, but no, He's I guess.
0: Movie,
1: you know that they made up for it with Path and Neo. Path of Neo felt like, okay, here you go, guys. You get to play as Neo. It's going to be awesome. It plays for the trilogy. We've we've kind of dialed the gameplay in, you know. And uh here you go. That one was more
0: fun. By the time you got to the end, you're a little bit of like, what the fuck is this? You know. But <laughs> um because the last battle we're, we're all more talking about just like the games more than the actual thing by this point but um yeah I guess Matrix is a franchise though um it was probably other than Star Wars I think uh-huh. it was like the first franchise I really really got into
1: well, in, in the
0: m- movie franchise, I guess.
1: Well, and that's the thing. It's the Matrix is set up as such, like a, a you know a big like massive moment to be kind of in a sense like the next Star Wars. Because realistically, you didn't. I mean, you had some other trilogies, of course. You know, you had Indiana Jones. You know, you had things like Lethal Weapon and so on like that. But it wasn't like that amazing, huge sci-fi. You know, massive. Uh, you know, trilogy existed until like the Matrix after Star Wars, you know what I mean? Like people try to capture of certain things, but like Matrix was really like the second coming. And then, you know, Lord of the Rings falls right into that, too.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it I remember there was that thing, like, I remember everybody's making a big deal about it. And I wasn't like super late to the party, but I was a little late to the party. Because my um everybody used to Matrix, 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 Matrix. I'm like, I saw the trailer. It looks confusing. Granted I was like in the <laughs> sixth or seventh grade at the time. Like, I'll get to it, whatever. Yeah, you're like, like, maybe
1: maybe once I finish Pokemon Blue, I can go take a look at it.
0: Yeah, pretty (laughs) much. And then, like, like, uh, my brother got it on VHS, of all Mm -hmm. things. And uh, I remember the VHS cover was shiny. But not the DVD one, for some reason, at least at the time. No, no, the DVD one has
1: that matte one on, like, the flippy-fold case. Yeah. Or the cardboard one. And then watch...
0: And then, like, seeing just parts of it, like, oh, that kung fu fight looks cool, this looks interesting, whatever, and then just one day sitting down and watching it the whole way through, like, oh my god, this might very well be the greatest movie ever made.
1: Yeah, well, that's good. I was, too. Like, I didn't see it in... I didn't see the first Matrix in theaters, but I saw it, like, because a buddy had it on Laserdisc, you know. So, I, I, got, I got, like, the... You know, I, the next best thing to uh, seeing it in cinemas is to see it on Laserdisc. <laughs> so, got to see it that way. And it was, like, ones where it's like, oh, no, this this is totally badass. And then I just remember it being, like, one of those movies that, like, you know, it, whenever it would come on, like, watch it... And, you know, dad really dug it and all kinds of stuff like that, so it was kind of a really cool thing. And then two and three seeing those ones in cinemas.
0: Yeah, two and three also. And I was one of those people who was a heavy defender of two and three. And this is also that point. When you're in, when you're like in high school and you don't like someone doesn't like the same <laughs> thing as you, it can't just be because they have a different opinion. It's like, well, they just must be fucking stupid.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. It's like in high school, everything's black and white. It's like one of those wars. It's either you're with us or you're against us.
0: And I was totally pro, two and three, and a lot of people are just like, I just fucking don't get it. Well, you don't It's clearly supposed to be the Bible, but with science fiction. I'm not Christian or anything like that, but, you know, there's just all these... There's like... I don't think it's as much Bible shit as I originally thought. I mean, it's there, but there's a bunch of other things. It's it's like layered beyond layered, and we could probably almost do a whole episode just talking about what's this meant to be, what's that meant to be, but there's already other shows out there that do that.
1: Well, that's the thing, is like, no matter what, I never could figure that out, why there's always so much hatred towards 2 and 3, and every single time I go back and try to watch the trilogies, I try to figure it out, and I just can't figure out why people dislike it, but on this last watch that we're doing, the only thing I could come to the conclusion is that for some reason, I think some people don't like the, this is the best way to sort of say, maybe Two and three is it becomes actually more superhero y in a weird way. Kind of before there was really like a bunch of superhero movies, it's doing a very kind of superhero comic book thing. And I, is that what people don't like about it? I mean, it's it, it's introduced for sure in Matrix One, but I guess maybe since it's not there nearly as uh prevalent, like you know what I mean, like because you know, Nate, you know, Neo flies at the very end, but beyond that though, it's more just shootouts and cool jump scenes and slow motion and stuff like that when it gets to the action, and then a lot of kind of like mind bending stuff which 2 and 3 has that as well, too, but 2 and 3 starts getting, like, a little bit more heavier on the action, and it becomes more of a hardcore, like, sci-fi, and it does just get to the point where, like, even a Matrix Revolutions, when they get to a battle, it is literally, it's like a Superman fight, almost, or even a Dragon Ball Z battle. Like, that's kind of how it is. And, I, and I'm like, is that what people, is that the thing that they don't like about it, is the superhero-ness of it? Because I still can't figure it out. At the end of the day, Matrix 2 is still my favorite one
0: end of the day Matrix 1 is still my favorite that said I feel like Matrix 1 is this movie where when people went to go see it for the first time they didn't really know what they were seeing they just knew it looked like it had cool action in it so they went to go see it and there is like this tinge of sci- sci-fi to it but it's not like now it's overbearing with sci-fi but at the time, it was like very much looked like it took place in our world. But they can they had explanations why you can do backflips, you can do this, and the robot stuff and the end of the world stuff was there, but it wasn't prevalent as much. They 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 didn't explore the world most of the time. They're just in the ship, mm-hmm. they plug in, and then they're in cool clothes and they're doing whatever they want. So that I and then I think we suddenly jump to two and we see a lot more of the world. And then on top of that, you also have. Um, it started getting a little bit more philosophical because there's philosophy in the first Matrix, second Matrix. It says like, let's sit down and let's really um, just give you a couple big exp- exposition dumps. And sometimes those could be interesting. And they had that in the first Matrix, but the second Matrix, it it happens a lot more and it doesn't happen as organically. I feel.
1: Yeah, maybe that's it. As I said, I, I don't know. I, I'm still so sold on like Matrix uh, Reloaded. Like I'm like there. I'm. The whole time, I'm just digging what's going on. And I think this is also why I've always liked Matrix 2 and 3 so much, too. It's like, one's great, but one also takes, like, an hour before they start kind of getting anywhere. Granted, I know that they got to world build and do all that kind of stuff. I think that's what I love so much about Matrix 2 is it's like we're we're already established. We're ready to fucking rock and roll right off the bat. And I think that's what I like about it. Plus, it has more, like, in-the-Matrix-type scenes, too.
0: I do think there's one little thing that movie kind of drops the ball on and that's um, Matrix Reloaded and that's when he sits down to talk with the Oracle and the Oracle says every time you hear a story about angels, werewolves or vampires or something like that it's a program doing what it shouldn't be doing and I'm like well, that's some cool concept so we're going to see some crazy shit right? Well boy, you're going to see some ghosts for a second. For a yeah. second you're going to see some ghosts and then <laughs> there's a guy another- named Ghost <laughs> There's a, guy, there's, and there's, a, there's a guy named Ghost. Is he a ghost? No, he's named Ghost. Oh, and by the way, um, the Persephone or whatever her name is, she pulls out a uh, pistol, makes a reference to like silver bullets, and they're watching a werewolf movie. So maybe those guys are werewolves, but we don't know because they don't turn into werewolves. So you know,
1: yeah. It, well and and I guess that's that sort of thing is like i I guess in that saying is that is she saying that that stuff's like real or is that just like made up like moments where people think they see it, but it's not really there, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I, it's kind of hard to say, yeah.
1: yeah. Well, that's the thing is the Matrix sometimes almost kind of feels like it could be, like, so much more ginormous. And, you know, Warner's like, whoa, 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 you, you pull that budget back. It's already getting expensive as is, you know. But, like, it has that kind of thing that, like, it almost could literally go anywhere. And I, and even then watching all these Matrixes again, I'm like, the Matrix has almost work really good Is like, appear, like, also, like, to have, like, an... Animated like TV show to go along with it, and I'd even say it could be both like an adult animated one, but it could also even be something like X Men kind of style. Like, because the thing about Matrix is it's kind of like in that Halo thing where it's rated R, but really at the end of the day, you could almost it's like a hard PG 13. You know, there's like maybe just a couple moments that kind of keep it in that kind of category. But it's not, like, so, like, oh, man, this if this wasn't rated R, you you would be missing, like, so much of, like, the purpose of it. You know what I mean? And it sounds kind of weird to have, like, the, in a sense, like, the Saturday morning cartoon show, The Matrix. But, I mean, like, keep it serious in, like, in like same as X-Men or Batman, the animated series. I feel like it, it could work really well as that. Even if it was, like, one of those weird ones where it's, like, here's the misadventures of, like, Neo and Trinity between Matrix 1 and 2.
0: Well, I also feel like, I mean, I, I can almost see that kind of like around that time, like how you had the minimum Black cartoon, Yeah, it's PG-13, the uh, PG-13 material, but at the same time, like kind of that animation style, I could totally see it. But um, it's also one of those things where thinking on that, because they had work, I mean, not so much in the um, late 90s, early 2000s. But early 90s and late 80s, they had cartoons of things that probably should not have had a cartoon. They had a Rambo cartoon. Conan. They had a Conan, they had two or three Conan cartoons. They had a Highlander cartoon. The mm. concept is you gotta cut the guy's head off. They had a cartoon of that. Yeah. <laughs> and like I there's a few more that are getting by me, but things that are blatantly like I'm just imagining, like, get the new John Rambo action figure. You push the button on his back, then he comes back covered in blood, and then no one wanna happen. Like, oh didn't ever advertise that in the show. Yeah.
1: But, you know, it sounds weird. I'll say this. Rambo's way more rated R than the Matrix sort of is, in a sense. And I'm not saying that, like, because, you know, if you think about, like, what, what really makes Matrix rated R, you know, like, two people maybe say fuck, like, once. And then there's, like, a little bit of blood, but, like, it's almost not, like, it's not, like, gory. And you know, then there's always like maybe like when they get to like the kind of like you know rave party scenes, there's always like somebody's like tits, you know, for like a split second, but you know, almost like I would say so little that it's almost in like the PG category of like a 70s movie. Can I um
0: can I throw just a little like um this isn't me trying to be like oh typical media, but um I I got kind of a theory. It's a lot of people in black (laughs) shooting cops
1: yeah well, I, I think that they're there it's one of those ones and it's like the movie's kind of adult, even though it's one of those it's one of those perfect examples of like a rated R movie that I just remember being like kind of growing up like right when that came out and being like about that give or take like ten, eleven years old. It was like i it felt like everybody, like, it was like a family movie in a weird way. Like, I just remember everybody sort of, it was like a, a father son bonding movie. Like, that's sort of like what Matrix. I. Matrix? That's what I started thinking about later, just because I, like, a lot of the people I knew, that was like, oh, like, them and their dad both really dug the Matrix a lot.
0: Well, it's also weird because Matrix is, Matrix is that total counterculture movie that came out at the time when everybody was like. I, I feel like everyone wanted to be. Like,. How do I put this? Like, well, because it was it, very it's, counterculture at a time when it wasn't really cool to be counterculture. You know what I mean? It was well, very. The nineties
1: really, is extremely counterculture, though. That's attitude era to the max, and that's. But like, I mean, we're at the late nineties
0: where we're getting to that point where like Bush is president, and well, this is still maybe, maybe it, Lincoln. No, like, this is still ninety-nine. Well, this, this, this is still this, this, still Clinton, this, this is still Clinton. This is still
1: way Clinton, and so on. And it's coming off of like that kind of that you know the era of like almost like the computer revolution you get to like the 2000s is coming up right now so we're gonna have that kind of issue coming in it has like all that fear of the machine and that and fight the power it literally is coming off like cause think about it like even in Matrix it like defines as like it's got everybody's in kind of like you know heavy metal attire it's got the soundtrack by Rob Zombie and Marilyn Manson and Rage Against the Machine well
0: the movie is the movie is yeah but what I'm saying is the point I was gonna make was it does I feel like as we leaving the 90s, it was slowly becoming like, hey, kind of like I know it's before 9-11 and 9-11 felt kind of like, alright guys let's get back to status quo, George says because you're right, I got that mixed up, Clinton was still president at the time but that had the whole thing with like come on guys let's get back in line, it's time to be a mature adult and start preparing for the, you know, preparing for the 2000s, come on now and I think that it was trying to reflect what like a tech job was to a certain extent. Just stay in the lines, do this, do that. So, are there aspects of counterculture? Yeah, there's still aspects of counterculture. Do you just still have people like Marilyn Manson and Rob Zombie? Yeah, you still had that. But I feel like at that time, it was it was a time when Hollywood was really afraid to take chances and probably put something out there as ballsy as this. Now, you can find your examples, like Fight Club or Three Kings or something. Well,
1: like I was going to say, because this is but right where that, that 90s revolution comes of, like, Tarantino and all that stuff. Because this movie, yeah. because of Tarantino, that's why this movie makes it out there.
0: Yeah, those those are out there, but I feel like a lot of things were almost afraid to go that direct, go the direction this movie was. Because it wasn't really popular to do a sci-fi movie, especially a sci-fi movie mm-hmm. where people are dressing in black and listening to, like, new metal, you know? Yeah. So, and doing, like, all this crazy experimental, like, I just feel like this movie came out is, is kind of what the movie industry really needed. And I feel like, even though this would go on to make a lot of bad copycats, this is something that... Ultimately, came out at a time where, like, I think most people probably would not. If, if you told them, so they're stuck inside of a computer and they're trying to get out of the computer and they can do backflips and do kung fu, like that sounds fucking stupid, <laughs> you know? I feel like we that. This is very, very much came out at that time. But then you present it as a question, like, well, what is the Matrix? What's that? Oh, that's cool. He's doing backflips. He's shooting a gun. And then they go see it, and then they get kind of wrapped into
1: it, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, this is the most, obviously, the bizarre thing is the Wachowskis, this is all they have under their belt at this point. They wrote the script for Assassins, which sounds like that should be the coolest movie in the entire world. It's written by the Wachowskis. It's directed by Richard Donner of Lethal Weapon and everything. It's got Antonio Banderas versus Sylvester Stallone. Like, I remember like seeing that movie like, in a, like on DVD I'm like this has got to be the best movie ever and of course you watch it it's not bad It's but it's okay it's just one of those ones you look at it you're like this should be the coolest thing I've ever seen like look, look at every, everything here should click and for some reason it just doesn't um but it's like they have that and then they have that movie Bound which is like a really weird like which makes more sense in the future for like the Wachowskis but it's like it you know it's not like it's anything like the matrix or nothing action it's just kind of like some weird kind of lesbian tale that kind of got like weird kind of like uh you know kind of like just like those like film Camera fest awards and things like that yeah like it's it's a prestigious movie and it's kind of got like that but it's not like it was a blockbuster or anything like that so it's actually kind of bizarre that they were kind of like given just in a sense literally the green light to go with the matrix but that also th- th- this also all came out like right when people were buying after tarantino made a like a crap ton of money and robert rodriguez and um uh, what the hell the other the other dude who did um well, Paul Thomas Anderson and all those guys who kind of once they started having that like... David O. Russell? Yeah, like all those guys who had like that sort of like 70s, like free-spirited, like filmmaking, like fuck it, we'll do whatever we want, like kind of like attitude. And then they, you know, when Hollywood realized, oh shit, this is making money, this is kind of like me the new thing, Matrix was bought up in that same time period because that became like the, when they bought Assassins, when Warner Brothers did that, they also bought the Matrix and Bound and kind of put those all together. And that's sort of like how it kind of happened like it kind of just happened in like the right time like it it probably if it would have came out in like the early 90s this would have had a real hard time to get funded and so on like that but it just was like people were—they're they're at that point, I think, because everybody's looking for the next, you know, Tarantino. And uh, granted, Warner Brothers really scored with this one, <laughs> you know what I mean? The, you know, so it kind of made sense. But, um, but I also feel like when this movie comes out, it's at, like literally the pinnacle age of 90s attitude era, where like everything's just pushing the limit as hardcore as possible. When you got wrestling going really intense, when you got video games, when you got advertisements, when you got, you know, all kinds of media and stuff music everything's very like extreme in your face because it kind of died, almost like 9-11 is also where it starts to die back down. Not to say, it progressively kind of comes down, but it's sort of, that's right where the grounded reality time period comes, and the change of cinema sort of happens for that decade. But at this point, we're like at the hardcore, just let's go balls the wall as possible. So like, and plus, this is something I always think about too, Terminator 2 sort of dials us into like, I feel like the 90s era of cinema, because It's weird. You can watch, like, Total Recall. It's only, like, a year before. It's, like, 1990. And that movie almost has that feeling like this is an 80s movie. It has that kind of look to it and so on. But you watch Terminator 2, which is only 1991, but that movie always looks so fucking modern, even to this day. And then I feel like Matrix kind of ends the decade as far as sci-fi goes, and that's what creates literally the 2000s look.
0: And it has this weird kind of look to it, because even when they're in the... um, I guess it's more prevalent in the first Matrix. When when they're in the uh, real world... And they're, um... And, uh... They're, it, it's all kind of like gutted buildings, everything. Like, it's either they're in a very corporate world where mm-hmm. everything looks very samey, or they're in a world where it has kind of like this New Jack City kind of look, you know? Everything looks kind of like not... Not steam... Like, um... How do I put it? I guess... Kind of like Hackers or something. Like, everything's, like, static screens. (laughs) Everything's dimly lit. There's an underground S&M club where they're playing Rob Zombie. It's all, like, that kind of look. So it's very much, like, here is your day job. Here is you in this building that looks like it was built back in 1941. It's now falling apart, not maintained. You have a bunch of computers, but it's all disorganized, you know, so...
1: It it sounds weird, but, like, you know what movie kind of, like, sort of, like, is is similar in a weird-odd way, too? It's something like Office Space. (laughs) Yeah, very much so, yeah. (laughs) Like, it reminds me of, like, I mean, it's a comedy, and it's, like, you know, more like a realistic kind of thing, but, like, they're they're actually not that much different from each other, you know? It's all about, shit, I'm stuck in this, like, kind of loophole of, like, I'm just kind of, like, a cog in the machine, and nobody kind of cares. How am I going to get out of it? And
0: that's, and, like, going into, like, Matrix Reloaded. Like that, right there. I think that so many people were caught off guard by what Matrix was. And then a lot of, I think that helped people realize oh, wait, maybe I do like kung fu movies. Maybe I do like a little bit of anime without actually realizing it because it's so much all over that movie. So when you go into Reloaded, and not only does it take the time, like, okay, now we're going to do some actual world. We're going to expand on the world Because, you know, there is a few moments where They give exposition dumps in Matrix But it's actually very interesting It's going parallel with the story Where something Matrix Reloaded, even though I still really like that one It takes the time to just sit there Yeah. Alright, we're on a park bench Let me tell you about Aliens and Angels Okay, now we're going to This French guy's restaurant And we're going to have a quick little conversation with him And he's going to talk about He's going to wax philosophy for a little while You know, so It I think that's where people are like. Okay, can we just get back to the shooting? Can we get back to the shooting and
1: the backflips? Well, the weird thing too is because Matrix Reload has way more of that than Matrix One does. That's the thing is Matrix One doesn't mm-hmm. have as much action in it as Matrix Two does. So I don't yeah. think I don't think it's the action. I, I think I literally think that like, it, or I don't think it's the sit down talking as much as I as like if because they want more action because the matrix Reload delivers on that i think it has something to do with it's either that where it's like almost the other way is that like, i say superhero but also the other thing is it almost goes hardcore anime like at a time period where people just aren't accustomed to anime yet i think that's mm-hmm. the thing too because you almost kind of i mean that's like they one of their biggest inspirations towards the matrix is anime and if you kind of think about it matrix even plays out very much like an anime where like there's this big battle then they talk during the battle as well too and then they have long-winded conversations in between it like but i think the average person's like they they don't watch anime so that's kind of a bizarre way of like or even japanese cinema that's just a bizarre way for them to kind of like perceive like the storytelling
0: well there's like the whole thing like when he comes across agent smith he's like we choose to be here choose the you know like you know the whole there he's all coming they're all coming in and finishing each other's sentences and crowding around neo for this fight and 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 he's just like we're not here because we have a choice we're here because we don't have a choice and this and that you know so that's all fine for me I'm assuming that's probably great for you I love it but I know other people who don't like who don't watch anime (laughs) and don't read comics like what the fuck are they talking about
1: (laughs) Yeah, as I think that's it. As I think it's just like the Matrix ones. It's bizarre enough, but that the the average you know mom and pop in Oklahoma can kind of handle it. But I felt two and three. It's almost like it, maybe it's like it's the equivalent of like another movie where like okay, say like you have a little bit of comedy in a movie, and then you're like shit. They like the comedy. Well, fuck it. Let's triple down on that comedy on the next one. I felt like in Matrix one, it's like oh shit. They actually kind of like the anime and kung fu stuff in there. We didn't. We thought that was be kind of a hard sell. Fuck it. Let's triple down on that because that's what we're really into. And I think that's the thing is maybe that's what sort of bothers the certain people about 2 and 3. As I said, I've always tried to every time I watch the Matrix, I try to go what is it exactly? Cuz people make it out that Matrix 2 and 3 is like some straight the DVD movie that doesn't even have any of the same actors in it. Like it's like kind of like real low budget. Like they they make it feel like it's almost like I guess I'd say like the Starship Troopers like 2 and 3 sequels that are just kind of like, well, I guess they tried. Had maybe a moment or so, but like that... None of the original characters or anything in it. Like, I feel like that's how they treat 2 and 3 sometimes. And it's like, no, it's like... It's got more budget. It's got all the characters. It's got everything going on. adds to the world. There's so much going on in here. The battles are awesome. It's like, yeah. Yeah, and there's
0: like... I'm at that point where... If someone says they don't like 2 and 3 as much, I get it. I mean, my favorite is still 1. But all that said... I still really like 2 and 3. Yeah. And I just think, because I, I do feel like 2 and 3 both uh, sacrifice like what feels like a comfortable flow of story and momentum for the sake of exposition and philosophy. Mm-hmm. I, I do feel like both, the, both those movies do that, as well as the fourth one. Um, but I feel 2 still does, it still is on the whole, a very entertaining movie. And 3 kind of like has a lot of interesting stuff too. The the one the one thing about three that just seems kind of awkwardly paced is it, it feels kind of like I honestly think because this is this is at a time I mean a lot of trilogies do it, but I feel like this is at a time where a lot of movies are trying to do it a lot more. Where you have the first one, the first one is the first one, and the second one starts and it ends on a cliffhanger, and then we get the third one and the third one just wraps everything up. I feel like that it didn't need to wrap everything up right away. Like I feel like when you have one of those things where you're in a mad dash in the third one just to get everything else and the walls are closing in and around you. I get the I get that and I still like that movie, but I almost feel like you would people would have liked to see more of this world. And granted we saw more of Zion. We saw the siege of Zion, which was awesome, but at the exact same time it felt kinda like um felt kinda like, okay Here's Morpheus, Trinity, and Neo. More, They have to go get Neo out of this weird limbo sp- spot. And then after that, they were just kind of hanging out, just trying to figure out, well, what are we going to do next? I don't know. we got to f- contemplate and really think what the plans. And then they're driving to the city, to the city, machine city. And then you have, like, we're focusing on the siege in, in um, Zion, mm-hmm. but we barely... We barely, really, even watch. We, we're, we're focusing on characters we barely n- n- know by that point. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, it, it's almost like it needs an in-between movie between to see, and that's also where I guess. I feel like that's where, like, the like an animated series that went in between. Even, like, you know, it could even start maybe between 1 and 2, and then also, like, the second part goes between 2 and 3 or whatever. But I feel like there's so much more that could be almost fleshed out even farther. Now, granted, I know that there is, like, a series of comic books, but for some fucking reason you can't buy at the moment. I don't know why. Like, it's like, it, there's always that weird thing. It's like, you got a brand new movie out. Everybody's going to want to buy, you know, more shit again. Why are these comic books locked up? Who the hell are, like what the hell is going on here
0: i think the comic is like an anthology similar to animatrix but it's more of just like stories within or stories that kind of help but i want to say there's the whole story about like an animatrix where like the machine revolution and all that i want to say a part of that is in there
1: so yeah well there's there's, there's at least quite a bit so i don't know, I don't know maybe, maybe there is something cool in there i did want to sort of check that out but as i said it's like oh well Glad uh, you can buy that used for a hundred and something dollars. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That- I remember
0: being like in a Borders to really date it and looking at this thing. Like, I don't have 15 bucks on me right now. <laughs> so <I> just
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, But it's just so weird. It's just like, yeah, this, it, the perfect... Sometimes I just feel like certain people, it's like, do you guys just not get business? Like, if you got something brand new, re-release all the shit. Literally, you you could literally put like Enter the Matrix and Path the Neo. I mean, granted, there's probably other like bright things with that, but... Just re-release those games on, like, a remaster on PS5 and Xbox One, you know, right now. I, they would sell, like, hotcakes. You know what I mean? That That's instant cash in your pocket. don't have to do anything, you know. But that's always, like, a, I don't know what it is. It's always tough for that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah. Um, this one, uh, I'm going to say Revolutions. At the time when I first saw it, it was probably my favorite just because it was so operatic and so like you know self-serious mm-hmm. and I think that's another thing though for a lot of people that don't like us. I remember seeing that movie in theaters and I remember there being like being in like you know like I think I had to be a sophomore or a junior in high school and there being, like, you know, a couple of bros that stumbled in from Applebee's, guys in their late 20s or early 30s. Like, D- what the fuck is this? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> she was like, yeah. just like these fucking idiots don't get it. They don't believe. You know, I'm like, all right, that's probably not helping either, but.
1: Well, I remember to go see Matrix 3 in theaters with, like, six people. And then I think I lost, like, literally four of them because they wanted to go see Scary Movie 2 or 3 or whatever the fuck came out that same They're not time.
0: real friends. <laughs> I don't care who they are, but I'm going to say they're not real friends.
1: So, you know what I mean? Uh, but, well, Cisco stayed with me to go see Matrix 3. I don't know okay. if he saw Matrix 2, so he might have been a little bit confused. But
0: <laughs> Well, ma- this is also—I don't want to like, I- get too personal, but there was this period where, like— I don't want to get too personal, but there was this period where like you and Cisco are like a hive mind on movies, and if one of you didn't like something, the other well, the other guy didn't like it, so I don't like it either. And this had too much CG. I don't like CG. Oh, you know, and you guys <laughs> were just well, like, they should <laughs> like you. Like I liked Matrix, but I did not like it as much as the other one because Cisco didn't
1: like the other one because Cisco. It was like
0: oh, I just think it's stupid. It's, it's too epic. There's too much. There's too much backflips. There's too much action. I don't, I don't.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I said, I, well, I remember that used to be the thing too. I used to say because I when I used to I just like totally dislike CG. Matrix was one of the only movies that was allowed. It's like well, they're in a computer system, so it's okay. Okay, it's like that was like the selling thing now, you know. And nowadays, like now, I, now I appreciate like '90s CG when it's kind of like a little bit off because it almost reminds me of like stop motion animation, so on. It's just almost interesting <laughs> in a weird way, but um, but yeah. So, but you know, also the other cool things when Matrix did come out. This is also something that was really amazing. Is it reloaded in... um. Uh, uh, fucking Revelations came out like only like six months apart or something like that which was pretty badass because I remember it was like right when Reloaded came out on DVD you could go out and go see the fucking third one
0: yeah yeah that was because it never happened like that before so you didn't have to wait that long and plus that point usually you're used to waiting like two years maybe a year if you're lucky but then that was only six months like oh shit really okay
1: yeah, which that that was so cool that you could kind of come in, right to it right away. As I said, yeah, you, Kill Bill did the same thing too. But that's like that once again. That was very rare that movies did that where like they came out pretty close to each other and you didn't have to wait like two years like you normally would. But um, but like I think that's the things about Matrix Three. Is Matrix Three though does have that really badass battle between Smith and Neo at the end. It's just like just a total like it, it's almost before any superhero movie even got close to having a battle like that. The Matrix already like secured that real well. It's like a hardcore, like, here's your, in a sense, live action, Dragon Ball Z, Superman fight.
0: And I think a lot of people at the time really didn't appreciate that, because I remember walking out of that movie being like, that was one of the greatest battles ever put on screen, and then people being like, it was cool, but it was like, oh, it, it, was cool, it, was, it was cool, but, oh, like, what what did you, what, what movie did you just get, walk out of? What the fuck did you just see? Scary yeah. Movie 3. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, <laughs> It's like one of those things, like uh, how do I put it? Like I don't want to t- just go out totally like a fanboy here, but Matrix, like three, I, I feel like now people retroactively have gone back. Because I've heard people say. I still don't like it as much as this or that. I still think they should have done this thing different. But I have a lot more respect for that movie now because now I've had time to give, have given it time separation and went back and watched it. And yeah, that is a really cool battle because now what you like, Man of Steel came out, <laughs> and that's basically like the same thing as it's in Matrix Revolutions, essentially that final battle between uh, Superman and um, um, Zod.
1: Yeah, and that's I think I, I think maybe it was a little bit too ahead of time. I also there's also. Speaking of the hive mind, we always know there's always those people out there that the second that they hear something on TV, it goes like, yeah, Matrix 3 is not that great. And then they just start thinking, you know, it's almost like they read reviews and then their their personal quotes start coming from the reviews, you know, and then it's like, well, is that how you really think? Or are you just trying to be part of like, you know, the giant group? Sometimes I think that's always kind of it. I think some people get scared to express themselves or to be themselves, you know, and I think later in life, it's almost like it could kind of work that way. Out. It's the same thing of like Star Wars. You know, there's like that period where like everybody kind of disliked the prequels but now it's like i feel like there's just as strong a defenders of the prequels as there is like you know the other star wars movies too you know and i guess right now it's like you know star wars 7 8 9's under like the fuck these movies but probably in about 10 years from now people will kind of be like oh you know not too bad
0: well it's also to the effect of like it still gets shit and justifiably so but like i'll say this like um i i like the movie i think it's definitely the weakest out of all of them but Spider-Man Three, uh-huh. um, people are now coming back to that movie and saying, "You know what? Yeah, the last, um, the last act is goofy as fuck, but there's some really interesting things that movie's doing, and there's some well, there's some attention to detail, and there's some really good scenes, some good writing, and some good character development in that. But the last, you know, like now dig on this <laughs> and all that. What, what the fuck was happening there? But." People have read. I've seen people who be like, "Fuck that movie." Come around to being like, "Oh, you know what? It's actually better than I originally thought it was." You know, so I feel like give anything enough time. People want to go check it out because Spider-Man No Way Home just came to theaters, so people are retroactively looking back at all these movies. So um, I think that's also the case with Matrix. Recently, if I mean, I've heard I've I've been looking at reviews just out of curiosity, and I feel like this Matrix Four. Like Matrix Resurrections is all over the board. I guess we'll talk about Animatrix before that, but I've noticed reviews of that are just kind of ranging from, dude, I love it to. It's okay to like, this is some bullshit.
1: So. Yeah, before we get into that one or so, I mean, I will say real quick on there, I think Matrix 4 is one of those ones. If you didn't just previously watch 1, 2, and 3, I think you're kind of fucked. You can't just walk into that movie, like, being like, yeah, I saw Matrix 20 years ago. You, no, <laughs> that, 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 you're not going to make it very far in that film if that's the case. I do feel it's one of those movies, it's made for almost the more hardcore Matrix fans, that it's made for, like, an average audience walking in. But um, speaking Definitely. of even more hardcore audiences, then you got The Animatrix, which uh, which also, I will even say this: it's not that like you know you didn't see these animated movies that kind of you know did the multiple little mini stories or so on, literally all a la heavy metal style and so on. But I feel that Animatrix is almost what created for like in the 2000s. There was quite a bit of those kind of like, hey, we, we here's an extra bonus story of uh, you know a little anthology of stuff. You know, because I'm thinking of things like, of course, you had Batman. Um, the fuck was it called? Gotham Knight. Gotham Knight. Then you had the Halo one. Then you had. Um
0: there, Chronicles, a, of yeah, Chronicles of
1: Riddick. Yeah, the that, Chronicles of Riddick. That one's just more of a like a mini movie. It's only like forty minutes long.
0: But and, the idea of like here's this PG thirteen R rated thing, and it's getting a uh, straight in. to DVD tie in. Then there's the Van Helsing one.
1: That one's like twelve minutes long. That's twenty bucks for twelve minutes. Get fucked. Yeah, it's like it's, it, I, well, I bought it for like three dollars or whatever. And also, it's really good, but it's like that should have been a full length movie. Like you don't, I don't feel like you don't sell something on DVD at that. Yeah, no, I I think it has something else on the disc, too. It's not like they just give you that (laughs) no special features. I think it has, like, a demo of the game or something. I don't know, but still, still. You know, but that's when they kind of had all these cool times. But I think that the Matrix one's really what started that trend of, like, releasing that, too, to kind of pump up some kind of, like, you know, uh, you know, buzz and kind of, like, get people, like, excited for it while expanding your world building and so on. Because did the Animatrix come out between 1 and 2, or did that come out between 2 and 3? I can't remember.
0: It came out between 2 and 3.
1: Okay, that's right. So, yeah, because that's the thing. is That's where they they just started releasing all that kind of stuff, just, like, right in there. You had Enter the Matrix, Animatrix, the comic books, all that kind of stuff. And the the Animatrix is one of those ones, I'll say, like, I think about half of them are really cool, and then about half of them are just kind of, like, what the hell is going on here like it's just it's just artsy like animation i mean it's not bad but like i the ones i liked
0: were i mean the first one it's 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 not so much like it's amazing it's more like it ties into matrix reloaded so and apparently i didn't know this but if you went to go see um that stephen king of, of all things <laughs> to tie it in to help because really so often they have that cross synergy thing to help promote it because i guess they're both Warner brothers if you went to go see that movie um Dreamcatcher, that Stephen King movie, where like the the aliens crawl out of your
1: asshole. Oh, yeah, I, I saw that one in theaters. Well,
0: apparently some screenings showed that anim, that animatrix, the first like the, the 3D one, the the spirits within short. Oh,
1: the one made by Square. Yeah, they some some screenings showed that. Oh, that's interesting. I, I don't remember seeing that, but yeah. Well, I remember going to see of all
0: fucking movies like there was like it was just like I mean it wasn't like. It was one of those movies that looked horrible that I got dragged along in a group to see it. I'm like, oh, that was actually better than I thought it would be. I don't remember what it was. It was that movie where Halle Berry was on like a 911 call and she's tra- tracking down Abigail Breslin who got caught?
1: Oh, it's like the first like I remember. I think that was like the first like WWE Pictures like theater movie <laughs> that they put together. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's was... how I thought about that movie. It was like, oh, WWE Pictures. Hey, what do you know? Is the bad guy gonna be like Stone Cold Steve Austin? Like, <laughs> okay, I'm not gonna stop you. Stone Cold and just like body slams her right yeah, the table. that's what I was thinking. I was like, well, if you, if you put if you put a wrestler in there, I think that but would have But you thought to... would they would? You <laughs> if they would do John that. Cena was on the 911 line, I think I would have been more interested.
0: <laughs> no, it wasn't. It wasn't like you know. So you're expecting something kind of like that to happen, but it was just like no, just Halle Berry trying to stop like a Norman Bates type guy. Anyway, um, no, but. At the beginning of that movie, there is some tie-in thing, like, now we're going to show you five minutes of Evil Dead, so of, of the remake of Evil Dead, and it was just kind of like, so there's people like, oh, let's go see the Halle Berry phone call movie, and then also I'm like, you know, and then they have the part where, like, you know, she has, like, the nail gun to her face, like, come <laughs> at me, you cocks, <laughs> you know, so...
1: Yeah, because so I like, feel like the Halle Berry movie sold to, like, 60-year-old ladies, in a sense, that they're like, oh, that could happen to anybody. It was rated R, but it wasn't like, it was a soft R, really. Yeah. But I mean, like, it can be rated R because sometimes I feel like there's rated R because it's actually violent or other stuff going on it. But then there's also rated R because it's kind of like, well, it's it's an adult movie. Let's be honest. No fucking kids come into this. It's like somebody's like, oh, look, we're going to go see the new American Pie movie. And then d- d- accompanying it, five minutes, we're going
0: to have five minutes of Hostel playing <laughs> yeah. in front of it. <laughs> yeah. Know? It's like, well, it's two different R's
1: here. Unless you play the beginning of Hostel, because Hostel actually starts off like American that's Pie. <laughs>
0: that's true. All right. <laughs> because, yeah, because that's what it is. It's like, yo, we're going on, like, we're going to drink beer. Saw. And fuck, and everything like that. And then shit goes dark. <laughs> Saw. That's what I meant.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, but but um, anyway. Uh, but yeah, no. It, it, Yeah, so Animatrix, right? There we go. There there we go. I was like, I knew it there. But um, so it's like, yeah, so so it's got like a bunch of big people kind of working on it, you know, from all kinds of big animes and, you know, even things like it's got the dude or whatever that did um, shit, what's that MTV show? Uh, Aeon Flux. He does one of them. That one's oddly, that one I feel like should be better and it's kind of just bizarre that one was up its own ass, I felt like yeah. I got what they were trying to do. Because, because, well, yeah, that's sort of Alice's. That's kind of how Aeon Flux is. But Aeon Flux just has such bizarre animation that I'm kind of like, well, I'll sit here and watch this. <laughs> it, it's like it's so creative in a sense that it's almost like oh, this is interesting. <laughs> well, it's also
0: like I don't know. I never really got into Aeon Flux and that whole thing. Like the guy, the guy who created Aeon Flux, he was like a character designer, or animator, on Rugrats of all things. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but. Um, yeah you look at that and that one just because the whole thing with that is they're trying to convert machines they're trying to show them and by the end of the day they help this machine see the what's so great about being human or whatever and then the humans die and then the machines alone and it's sad but at the same time I was kind of like I don't know it was just felt like it, it just felt like fancy colors and like when, I don't know, I, I just didn't give a shit about that one. I got what it was trying to do, I just didn't give a shit.
1: Yeah, well it's like ones well, I like the ones more where they're trying to explain actually like some stuff. That's why I like the, the first two where it talks about like how the rope kind of like almost like the prequel part where it's like this is how the robots are and the robots were the slaves to human and every human was happy for a moment. You know, they could kick their like, you know, little robot vacuum cleaner down the stairs and then they laugh, you know, and then you see the robots <laughs> are like, bump. they just work time tirelessly and endlessly, you know, you know, cleaning up all of like, you know, the humans problems. And then the robots decide, you know what? Fuck you guys. You know, we're going to take over. And then one of them had a mental breakdown and, you know, shut up a place or something. And humans are like, no more robots. (laughs) But
0: it's, it's Not more, only did that robot kill a lady, it killed all those cats.
1: Yeah. Well, then there's that scene that's almost kind of like one of those ones where you really think about it, like, there's like, kill that fucking hooker. And then it's like, oh, it's a robot. Well, it's okay then. You you can still keep your PG 13. one if that was a regular woman that was just getting beaten and raped right there, i would be like, oh, it's a robot. No, it's not, not real.
0: <laughs> I'll say Animatrix is probably more violent than the rest of the movies.
1: Yeah, by far. Well, definitely. It's, it's weird because that one's the PG 13 one, I think um then there's
0: uh what was it there was there's the ninja scroll done by the guy who did ninja scroll where they're in a program like they're the ones that just they elaborate on the world Mm -hmm. but and they don't really push the story forward but it just fills in some gaps like i I actually didn't mind there's the there's the one where the kids go to like what they think is a haunted house but it's just a glitch in the system like i thought that was kind of interesting
1: is that the watnavi one he, no, he that's he, not does, the he does two of them, I know, but
0: he he does the he does the kid one where it's like all the weird sketchy kind of animation about the kid who is obsessed with Neo. Oh
1: yeah, yeah, that's right. And then he does the the, the detective squ- one, the, 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 the sh- shocker, the detective Noir one, <laughs> which that one's almost like so. But that one's actually one of the cooler ones in there. But then it's also when you watch it, like. Why is, it, why is it all, like, 1930s? Let's be honest. Like, I, I know that that's just, like, a creative <laughs> art choice, but, like, it literally has Trinity in there. Like, I mean, and I guess, like, in the Matrix, you technically, because that's the thing is they never really expand. The Matrix kind of gets landlocked to, like, it's sort of certain look. But realistically, the Matrix should be almost kind of like, I guess you would say, like, Ready Player One, where, like, it could have all sorts of different, like, looks to it. But I guess Matrix the machines are like, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa. Ooh, you know what that, that That's a lot of budget there We only create one city For these humans to live in They just gotta be A fucking human battery Like They, they don't get all the Bells and whistles You know Like No 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 <laughs> they, they get sort of like The knockoff New York It looks like Liberty City Almost in a sense <laughs> No trademark well, I, infringement
0: I, I think Matrix 2 and 3 Whenever they're in the real world I think it's filmed in Sydney And beyond that But I, I feel like it's not Never meant to be Any disclosed location It's just supposed to be Go to The city Like, I almost feel like we don't really even know what's beyond the walls. Like, we know there's probably other countries and other cultures and this and that, but they never really go too deep into it,
1: you know? Well, I think they all live in... Until Matrix 4, I think they all technically live in one city, in a sense. Like, I think Mm -hmm. all the humans are all... I don't think there is much more beyond that, and I think it's kind of... I always felt like... I know it's shot in Sydney, but I feel like it's supposed to be kind of like just a generic New York City.
0: Yeah, like a New York or something to that effect. Um, And then, um, yeah... I, I Well, I guess the, whatchamacallit, the uh, Animatrix makes it, because what, the the one where they think it's a haunted house, I think that's supposed to be in Japan, maybe? Oh, yeah, know. well, I
1: guess that's true, that they do travel in some of those other ones to other places, you know, so I guess, but, like, it makes you wonder, like, is there, like,
0: if that's even canon, though.
1: Yeah, well, the, I guess in Matrix 4 they go to Japan, so, but in Matrix yeah. 4 they're also in San Francisco right off the bat, and they're, they don't, like, uh, try to hide that they're in San Francisco at all
0: well it makes sense cuz it's you know it's about a game well but when we get to matrix 4 it's about like tech and a game developer so it makes sense it's in san francisco for right there you know yeah but um at the same time though as far as animatrix goes like the only one let me just say just to make it easy the one's only one i didn't really like is i didn't give a shit for the aeon flux one and i didn't really give a shit for the um the guy running one. Like, the concept of that one is kind of interesting. Like, the guy just goes beyond his oh, limits yeah. and he's Olympic runner. But I guess it just felt so... I, I don't know. He, I get it. He was just somebody who was just going past his limits and then that will come up in the machine. But at the same time, it was just it didn't feel really consequential to the story and I don't think really filled up that much more of the world of the Matrix.
1: Well, when they put those anthologies together, I wish they would just do the thing more where they just kind of do like every single story actually has more like tie-in to the actual like Matrix, in a sense. And it, that goes with anthologies in general. Like, realistically, I think that why didn't there should have just been a story where it's like, here's a story of uh, Neo maybe even earlier than the Matrix. Here's a story, here's a prequel of even like, you know, Morpheus. Here's a another, you know, maybe here's this, like, side-shoot thing of Trinity. Like, I mean, I guess Trinity's in there a little bit. But you know what I mean? They should have focused more like that, you know? Take some of the other characters that are in Matrix 1 and 2, expand on them. Give Ghosts, give Niobe, give 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 all, like, almost like, give us the characters we care about ins- instead of just kind of making some artsy-fartsy, like, hey, here's somebody who has nothing to do with the story and so on. Because even, like, the square one, too, that has, like, the good, you know, square animation and so on, like, that CG stuff, like, It's almost like it just kind of has a bunch of random characters. It's like, okay, here we go, and then they all die. And you're like, oh. It feels more like a demo reel, kind of. Yeah. Look what we can do. Yeah, because that's sort of like what they they sort of feel like. But I felt like if you had a little bit more tie-in to like maybe just adding in some extra details to make it like, why when you go see Matrix 3 you have more connection to maybe even some of these other characters that, sh- that should have got probably a little bit more screen time. I, th- I think that's sort of, like, what's kind of missing in there. There's cool stuff in the Animatrix, and it's got some good animation and so on, and even some of the experimental stuff's interesting, I will say. But it's that kind of thing that, like, I feel like whenever those anthologies come by, they, it, it, it allows, like, almost, like, artists to come before storytelling. And it's like, maybe we should focus more on the storytelling and let the art be sort of, like, secondary. I hate to sort of say it, but...
0: Sometimes you're like, there's a reason this guy, whoever made this, there's a reason this person was a background artist for, like, however many years, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah, because they just like, hey, man, I've always wanted to do this experimental style. It's just like, well, you know what, let's let's be honest. The experimental style, I, I'm, it's, it's cool, but, you know, it's not, it's not as good as, you know, anything else that we can just... We can just grab any show from, like, Japan, and it'll probably be better. Well, kind of going off this just for a
0: second, like, the whole... Um, like art, like when they put art and style before, like story, and specifically on these um, anthology stories they did with movie tie ins, like thinking back on Gotham Night, there's the one where it's an anthology within an anthology where it's like a couple of kids who just encountered Batman but at different points and they each see Batman differently. Mm-hmm. And there's one or two are like, okay, I can kind of see how maybe Batman was portrayed this way or portrayed that way. And then one kid's all like, yeah, and Batman was a robot. that came down like, the fuck did you see, dude? Like, what? I, I I know that he didn't do any of that shit. Shut the fuck up! And that well, the, you know, he's just that, like, that,
1: that's the kid that comes in and tells you all about the stuff that's fucking not real.
0: That's the kid that told you Mew was under the bus, yep. or under the truck. You got to use strength truck. that's that fucking
1: kid. Yeah, Zach. That's 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 what that kid was when I saw that. I'm like, oh, I know this. I know this fucker. Yeah,
0: and the kid's he's the same. Because at some point, even in that same scene, he's all like. That's where the guy threatened to fire at me. He said, go on, man, shoot. I'm not scared. He didn't say that. Yeah, he did. Like, I wish Batman would have just, like, I'm going to break my no-kill rule just once. <laughs> yeah, let's, we're taking this just one. Just boot,
1: big boot him off that cliff, we're, off we're, that building. We're taking him out of the equation. That's fucking it. Done with and so on. But um so we're coming at you with Matrix 4 after, you know, Animatrix and all that good stuff there too, coming all together here. And this is one of those weird ones that's like they talked about this for like a long time of having another Matrix movie. And it's sort of that kind of thing that like it almost got to the point where like it went on for so long that it kind of like, oh yeah, well, that that's not gonna happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, sure thing, whatever. And then it just felt like all of a sudden it's like, oh shit, there's actual footage. They actually dropped the trailer. Like, cause every single time you'd hear a rumor, it almost got to the point where it's just like You know, I'll believe it when I see it. I don't want to, you know, get my hopes up for something that's probably not going to happen because I know the Wachowskis kind of were just sort of, like, done with it. And I don't know if it's that kind of thing that, like, the Wachowskis went like, shit, you know what? Everything else we made, though I actually like some of those ones and so on like that, they're like, they just... Never seemed to cut it. Like, we just never had another Matrix under our belt, and so on, like that. Like, everything else was, like, just kind of fell into, like, the B list kind of category. So, like, shit, like, you know what? Maybe, maybe that's what we have to finally do.
0: Well, it's even, like, um, because I really wanted to, like, Jupiter Ascending. I noticed when we did that episode, I spoke, like, you know what? I-, I liked it. I liked it, but in retrospect, I've watched it since then. I'm like, ah. I like the aspects of it. That movie is basically just a one big long exposition dump. It should have been like probably at least two movies,
1: really. Well, but, yeah, um, that probably should. I still like that one quite a bit, but because um, that's probably my favorite like non Matrix Wachowski brothers movie. But uh, that's not saying, but you know, out of the, you know the other three. <laughs> Well, I mean, like, I
0: don't know. I, I, they, they, Because, they, they, yeah, they, I guess that they're now the sisters. I don't know if they're the yeah,
1: sisters now. It's not Larry and uh, Andy. It's now Lily and Lana. And the weird thing about Matrix 4 is when I saw the credits, I was all, shit, there's wait, Lana. Wait, wait, wait. Where the fuck's Lily at? You know what I mean? And I was like, I hope there wasn't some weird, like, brotherly, like, or sisterly, like, feud and so on. And then I remember I looked up and just said, like, oh, no, no, no. Lily was just, she just wanted to kind of kick back and, you know, she she said green light go ahead you know what fuck it because I was weird it's was like wasn't on directing wasn't on producing wasn't on writing wasn't on story by and that that would maybe kind of go like oh shit what the fuck hap- what what happened
0: well I guess before we go too far into like Matrix Four or Matrix Resurrections and before we go into too many spoilers or anything like that I I'm still not entirely sure my opinion of the movie yet because it's there's a movie that drops so much mm-hmm. and it's a movie that's. A lot of people are going to see it and just say, oh, it's just dumb. It's just, like, cashing in on nostalgia. And there's going to be other people who say, no, 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 it's not. It's, it's, It's way smarter than that. And then I'm like, well, I know it's smarter than that, but I guess my feeling is, did it really achieve everything it wanted to through that? And... I overall I'll just say this, I liked it. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if I love it yet though because that's that's the thing about that movie. It's one of those movies I need to watch again yeah. and really digest and think about. Like cuz it is doing like it's it's kind of like talking shit on like reboots and all that. At the same time it's not really doing a reboot, but it's making all the it's doing some of the, going through the same motions at the same time commenting on it, you know?
1: Well, yeah, because it's, it's got a weird fourth wall breaking thing that only I feel like the Matrix could technically do. Almost no other movie could do that without it feeling like a fucking Woody Allen movie where he walks in over the side. And so let me tell you what I was feeling like when I was in this situation. like You know what I mean? It's like two two steps from like being that, but like since it's Matrix, because you're in the computer system, I feel like you can almost kind of have that. And I'll say overall, and this is the thing about Matrix, you always got to give multiple watches. I felt like all three of the other ones... I it, it, t- it took me a couple watches before I went, no shit, these movies are all fucking perfect like in a sense for me like it, t- it it took those and four, I walked out of that theater going it's really fucking good, I liked it a lot there's a couple weird things in there that I felt like that shouldn't have been that hard to do just to kind of spice it, just that extra bit like I'm going to say this right off the bat why the fuck is Keanu, Re- I-, I wish Keanu Reeves was in his suit like halfway through there, like he's walking around, like the, the outfit he's walking around the whole time, looks like he showed up to do the fucking Neo voiceover in a video game and then be like, oh shit, you're gonna roll cameras on me? <laughs> uh, well, uh, I, I guess this is what I'm wearing the whole time. He, the whole time he's got the most casual, he's like fucking wearing jeans and like a blazer and a t-shirt on, like, and the beginning doesn't bother me because he's in like the, the computer programming part, but once he's in like the, once he becomes Neo again, like, what the hell are we doing here? Like, why is he, doesn't the suit that he had at the very very end of the movie, I'm like, put that on him halfway through.
0: Yeah, the, the clothing choice in this was weird just because, well, even going back, I gonna to say this regardless even though I really like Matrix 2 and 3 I'm not a big fan of like the buttoned up trench coat thing he has at the end of Matrix 1 when he's like in a suit with the trench coat and has the tie that shit looks fucking badass Oh, and yeah. then he doesn't have it suddenly in Matrix Two and Three. He has kind of like a man dress kind of thing. I get he's supposed to be all monk like, or whatever.
1: yeah, he's got like a kung fu suit on in a sense. That's pretty much like all leathery and black. But I, I felt like it, it sounds weird. Like the small, like I, I overall really like Matrix Four, but I felt like the small things that it was sort of missing was sort of like the sort of the, the Matrix C type stuff, like. It doesn't have the green filter over it, which, I mean, I get it because it's a new program. I mean, they they sort of explain why those things kind of happen. But I feel like that kind of is, like, symbolic with the fucking Matrix. Is like, the monochrome. Like, it looks like you're looking through, like, an Apple II the whole time. Like, it feels weird to take that out. Like, why take that out? You know what I mean? Like, that that should just be, like, we don't have to really explain it. That should just be what Matrix always kind of looks like. You know, and even, like, when they're in, like, the real world or whatever, it doesn't have, like, the blue sort of filter over it that, like... I mean, I guess maybe a little bit, but not not as much. It almost feels it has a very neutral kind of tone to it. That, and then the fact that they just don't have, like, the suits on. Like, I feel like... Now, the other characters, I think they all have their own kind of new suits and so on. They're a little bit more toned back, but I feel like... This is one of those few times where it's like it, it, we're in the we're in like a completely different world. We don't have to modernize with anything like I feel like you you could literally keep that 19 like 99 like you're going to a fucking Ramstein concert look the entire time. I don't see you know what I mean? I always think it's kind of weird to take that out.
0: Uh I'm going to say this part real quick. Overall, um I did like it. Overall, the action was good. Yeah. But action is not nearly as good as the first three No, and the thing is, I know they don't have Yun-Wun-Ping but at the same time, it's like Matrix, I don't care what anybody says, you can say you don't like the story you can say you don't like that, it is undeniable as far as American cinema goes all three of those movies have some of the best action put on screen definitely, so the fact that this one just says like the action is serviceable I mean, I get a lot of the. Pe- there are a lot of them are older now, so they probably can't do all the shit they wanted to do. But at the same time, like, all right, well, fuck, just, I don't know, CG their face onto a stunt man, or get it, or have, or just get the shot diss enough where it is a stunt man. I don't fucking know, you know? Because yeah. it's like, I, I don't know. I was just sitting there, kind of like waiting to be blown away by the action, and after a while, I felt like the. Um, his little force push, force field thing... He does it a lot. ...was just kind of a cop-out so he wouldn't have to, like, do as much punching,
1: you know? I, I kind of felt like that, too. Well, because they do a weird thing... I will say they do a weird thing in 4 where it does the thing where it plays the safe ground between 1 and then 2 and 3. I feel like... It's still, you know, completely a four. It's not. I'm glad it wasn't doing that thing, because that's something that drives me up the wall that certain sequels do, where they go, okay, one was great. We'll talk about that one. Fuck two and three. You know, like, I, I kind of hate when movies do that. This one doesn't do This one acknowledges two and three totally fine the whole way through. But it also kind of pulls, in a sense, it kind of like limits Neo's powers. Like, where he, in a sense, doesn't have his superhero abilities. Because, once again, I'm thinking that that's sort of the thing that people kind of, that scared him away, so they almost said, like, well, shit, don't give him too much of that. We'll mention it, but we'll act like that. Neo's too old now to do any of it, so or he's forgotten. Like it's like fucking Hook or something like that, because that's almost what this movie's <laughs> like. It literally is like Hook. <laughs> like they go. I'm surprised that Neo's Hulk not. revolutions. He's not like overweight. He he's like fucking has a family that fucking disrespects him the whole time, and he's he's always fucking working on his game. That's
0: true. I guess this is just one like. Angry, like you know, he's on a phone call and just
1: turns to Trinity, like, God damn it, will you get those kids out of this world? <laughs> and Diobi's just like, I'm, a, I'm an old lady now, Neil. She's windy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was real, Neil. You just got her with the dream. You just lost the feeling. Well, like, it was, it was just one of those things
0: where I, I overall liked it. And I got, I mean, there's the thing at the beginning where people, they're trying to fuck with your mind, like, oh, wait. So was the original trilogy just a video game in this world? I'm like, no, the, no, the it's computer's not be just that. fucking
1: with you because yeah. thats what I kind of do. I'm like, no, 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 because you know that's kind of like what it is. And also, you're like, okay, we're gonna figure out how Trinity fucking survived because you know she's fucking only just impaled like eight times at the end of three.
0: Well, then they—they they, you know they reassembled them and they like brought they like revived them and brought it back. I'll say something I appreciate about this movie for the marketing campaign is they. Show very little of the real world. Like you saw one or two shots in the trailer. No, they're, they're, they go to the real world at some point, but it's not like there's a lot they left out so I didn't feel like I saw the whole movie in the trailer, you know?
1: Yeah, well, that's what I mean, because when I saw the trailer, I was, like, one of those ones, like, it almost... If you just kind of saw that, like, over your shoulder, like, on TV, you almost wouldn't have thought that was a a Matrix trailer, like, because it's just, like, what the the scenes they show and just didn't really look like. It just looked like you are looking at some fucking, like, Keanu Reeves is in a new office, like, you know, drama.
0: (laughs) Well, it's also, like, even... I mean, there was, like, this very bright, vibrant kind of, like, it had more color to it, which I guess we were trying to do, because that's the, I mean, Mm -hmm. I'll say, I mean, when I lived, I mean, because it takes place in San Francisco, and, you know, I, like, when I lived there, I didn't really know a whole lot of techie people, I knew some techie people, and but there was that, a little bit of that more of, like... Very self important, very grandizing. What we're doing is really important and really needs to happen. But you see, it's so there's this kind of like fake glossiness and fake shininess to it. And mm-hmm. I kind of got that with that, with the way they were presenting San Francisco in this movie. With this kind of like, you know, it looks very pretty and it looks kind of shiny, but at the same time, it's also like very fake, yeah. you know? and like even all the people around there like there's the part where they're having they're playing Jefferson Airplane um, White Rabbit in that montage yeah Yeah, White Rabbit in the the montage and then they have them sitting there and they have people coming in with all these different opinions of what the Matrix is talking about well I didn't really give a shit for all the philosophy I just liked it because of all the action well I didn't get I liked it because it was speaking on cryptocurrency and the evolution of human economics and, you know, just all this really, like, all, like saying every we're, single theory and acknowledging, them am like, no, nope, you guys don't get it. You guys don't get it either,
1: you know? Well, that's what I felt. I, I really felt like Wachowskis kind of did that thing of like, here, we're just going to take literally out the fucking comment section... <laughs> <laughs> of what people think the, the talk about the Matrix and just like turn that into like characters because that's what I thought was kind of interesting is like literally the, the fourth wall breaking as also being the fourth movie which is kind of ironic but um, is that it sort of just had like they almost just like sort of address like how people like perceive the Matrix beforehand in their own movie and so on like that because the Matrix is one of those few things that it's a movie but it's also in the movie it's also the Matrix as well too so all the characters could talk about it like that and the way that the machines kept Neo alive was also one they used Neo and Trim power that was, like, so much more surpassed than everybody else's, like, the super batteries. You know what I mean? They're, like, the nuclear power plant of, like, human beings.
0: <laughs> and there was, like, something, like, I'm trying to remember, like, because uh, I'm not I'm not going to lie, there's there's so much exposition in the movie, there's, I have to go back and watch it again. Yeah. Um. There is that whole thing where, uh, initially, because one of my biggest problems with uh the sequel trilogy for Star Wars is we're right back where we started with little exp- with little explanation unless you feel like going and checking out all the expanded universe stuff like I, I like Expanded Universe stuff, but I shouldn't need to check out Expanded Universe shit to know what's going on in the main movie, you know? I, I feel like there should be a little bit more explanation than, from the shadows,
1: the Empire came back again, you know? Yeah. So well, well that, then also, Disney's also like, oh yeah, by the way, uh, we don't like some of this uh, old information that you would have fucking known in between these, so fuck you. Go get the yeah, new stuff.
0: <laughs> now, granted, they Now, granted, they've put in, like, you know, they've kind of filled in some of the... Plot goals through like Mandalorian and other stuff, but regardless, it feels like, well, why the fuck are we starting at space square one? I thought as these would go on, they'd explain it more, but they don't. Really. No, and this one, they I was afraid it was gonna do that, and it kind of does it, but not to the full extent. They don't go to the degree of like it's all human or it's all machine, one or the other, it goes. Okay, so once the peace happened, machines started fighting themselves against different territory. And because of that, some factions of machines stayed assholes, some factions of machines stayed with the humans. Mm -hmm. So, for that, there is kind of like, okay, yeah, we're fighting these machines over here, but these machines are our friends. I'm like, okay, alright, that's... That's a good middle ground, I think.
1: Yeah. And now, you know, we learned from that, you know, Animatrix that we, you don't enslave the machines. You just make them your pet and put a fucking collar on them and, you know, give them a, a dog tag and put them outside at night. they <laughs> didn't <laughs> go that degree, but that'd be funny. The they, well, that's practically what they did. I mean, it's didn't like, because it, that's how I sort of felt. It's like, not a bad way, but it was almost like the machines are now like pets. It's almost like how it sort of is. They're not slaves anymore, but they're pets. Did they
0: say they were subs? Because they were helping them out, didn't they? Just went through some machines that were just because, like they that thing now. Well, if there is a, a living the- program in the Matrix, it could like be a bunch of little bead things in real life and kind of interact with the real world.
1: Well, they had those ones, but you know, just like the ones that like the ones that go to rescue like uh, Neo and everything. They just literally felt like robot dogs in a sense.
0: They felt like it, but I, 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 I got what you mean. That almost, that almost felt like something you'd seen a PG or PG thirteen movie. Like, thank you, thank you, Gennari. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's literally what it felt like. It was like here's the, here's like the robot dogs, you know. Now go outside and of, in They looked a lot softer
0: channel. and they looked a lot softer and nicer than the Sentinels and other robots. Don't sit you know? on the
1: couch, damn it!
0: <laughs> They'll make a spill bottle out <laughs> like those, oh shit, it's doing bullet time with the squirt bottle. Yeah, yeah so um,
1: <laughs> so like that. There's kind of like that, and so. On. But I do like the kind of like the balance they sort of have, where it's also that sort of thing. It's not like the ones ones that are like oh shit, nothing really worked out, and someone's like oh no no N- Neo, you fucking brought peace. You did a fucking good job, and so on like that. Morpheus fucking died, but you know you, you did a good job. Morpheus is dead. Yeah, yeah. yeah don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it. We put a statue up. You know, uh, we put your name on the card. We, we thought it'd be okay.
0: Granted, he's not the biggest statue in here, but no. it's still a statue. There's like five
1: statues way bigger than him. You yeah, know. you know, who yeah, are they? No one fucking remembers. Not everybody believed in Morpheus, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, you know, though, the st- really, even till the very end, there, we all kind of had you know, is this guy just some lunatic that we're following?
0: There was this thing with Morpheus Like okay so after they After Matrix Revolutions came out they brought out Matrix Online they had this whole ambitious idea Of like we want players to decide What happens in the future of the Matrix mm-hmm. Like it ended in Revolutions for me I'm I'm good with that And then um, I remember seeing There was like some show On G4 where they would just play Cutscenes or trailers <laughs> This is the, pre-YouTube yeah, yeah.
1: And, and th- That was a great show for the time period Because that's how you learn new shit <laughs>
0: And there is a there's a cut scene from Matrix Online where Morpheus is like, why won't they give back his remains? It's like, oh shit! So is the war about to happen again? And then um, they have like some like figure with like a ba- bunch of bandages wrapped around his face and like kind of like a Matrixy kind of suit, like chase down Morpheus and kill him. I was like, that did not happen. And then you see Niobe and a bunch of other like people from the Resistance meeting up with some agents in the street, and they're like, it was not us. We didn't do it and then i and then I was like, im- mm, Morpheus didn't die to me. Morpheus never died. I don't care what the fuck this says i am not, i am I refuse to acknowledge this, but I don't like the idea that he went through all that just to die a few weeks later.
1: Yeah, well, that, that was probably to get you into the game. And then you realize, oh, that's not, yeah. that's not what happened. You know, one maybe, of those maybe. ones, like, oh, shit, you, like you're going to have to figure it out. I feel like if that game was not, like, the, if it didn't have the online thing tied to it, that would have been something I would have went out and played. But it was like, oh, you have to play it on yeah. fucking the internet and pay, like, $10 a month? Fuck you.
0: Exactly. That's kind of how I felt, too. And, um... I think it, the game went under quickly, too. So it's one of those things. Pay pay 60 bucks for it, monthly fee, and then, oh, yeah, then it's going to be, yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: Everybody thought they could get that kind of, like, EverQuest World of Warcraft money, but then it realized that there's very few things that could really, like, keep somebody paying $10 a month.
0: Like, hacks and computer viruses basically worked as magic, that kind of thing, you know? Yeah. So, um, no, but, um so I'm not sure if that's still canon and I'm not sure if they retcon that or what or if he died a different way but um I mean I, this this world I mean what he was already a bit older than Naomi so I, I kind of get if he's dead by this point because it's what's supposed to be 60 years later My yeah God. Jada Pekin Smith I know it's all makeup but she looks good for being like 100 something by now I guess yeah exactly um,
1: Um, And it's cool that they brought her back, because that was one of the ones, like, because at first it's kind of like, I think it's kind of weird that there's some characters like, okay, like, we have the character, but we're not going to get the actor. Because even, like, you sort of have, like, new Morpheus, which just seems kind of like a strange one. It's kind of a cool character where it's like, oh, it's like you literally combined an agent and sort of, like, Morpheus together, and it's almost that, I guess it's like a weird thing where it's like, you know, every certain amount of years, in a sense, there's a Morpheus together, there's a prophecy, and there's a Morpheus that comes from it, I guess is what they're sort of saying.
0: I think that the what they do with Morpheus, Morpheus and air quotes for this movie. Yeah. It, it's a cool concept, but I don't think they really utilize him. Because he is kinda like there was there when like right when Rogue One, it's like one of those things. I don't think it was the Wachowskis. But right when like Rogue One came out, a bunch of movie studios were trying to do, okay, let's see if we can make a prequel spin-off movie. That nicely fits into the chronology, but doesn't fuck or affect anything else, but still has a standalone thing. And they were talking about doing a young Morpheus movie for a minute. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I mean, I don't know how that's going to work. And it obviously it didn't happen. But at the same time, there is a little bit of this thing. With, with What they do with this new Morpheus, I feel like it's an interesting concept, but they don't do enough with him. Like, I feel like he's presented, and I think it's kind of interesting, a Morpheus who's trying to become Morpheus. He's like, I've been put into the Morpheus role, but um, I'm put into the Morpheus role, but at the same time, I don't have, like... I don't really know what I'm doing. And yeah. That itself could work, but then they just kind of stop there. You know what I mean? He just kind of, He just becomes like a. Well, I can turn into a bunch of beads and sneak into the into the robot city. <laughs> yeah, I go up the pipes of the sewer system. Yeah, like, who was here? You know, they're
1: just like the one robot sweeping. Like, oh, it's just like it's like the the one the the first like blacksmith they hired. Of course, he turns out to leave us. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, I, 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 it's, it's not me. It's my you programming. Why we
1: always hire guys that looked identical to ourselves?
0: <laughs> I'm not racist. It's just in my program. Yeah. I, I can't help it. The machine, the machine, the system's racist. Not me. Well,
1: here, it, it's easier just to literally just carbon copy one character instead of trying to make a bunch of different ones. Like, it's literally like programming one hundred and one. That's that's the only reason why we all look the same.
0: <laughs> well, I was even kind of confused for a second. So it was like Neo. In like another build of the game, subconsciously made another version of Morpheus, and they went and tagged that Morpheus out, and gave him more of a purpose or some shit, right? Like right, something like that, right?
1: Yeah, well, it's like that thing that, like, there is almost, like, in a sense, a slightly agent that felt different from being a normal agent. I guess no different than the actual Smith or something, because he but he just felt different, like, wait a second, I should be fucking free, so, you know, just to, to run around like a virus on, the, like, this, you know, computer program. But instead, it's like, hey, you're brought in, you're this agent that's, you know, kind of different, and so on like that. Look, come here, take the fucking red pill, and uh, for some reason, the red pill is gonna work on, like, uh, you know, a program.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I thought it was kind of interesting, just because I thought it was something that Neo made somehow. Like, I gotta watch it again. There's a lot of things they throw at you at once. Especially, I'm gonna say, the first, like, five minutes of this movie, I was really just trying to keep up with it. I'm not gonna lie. There was, like... I, I knew that it was meant to be, like, they're commentating and they're watching, mm-hmm. um, like, a reenactment, essentially, of of uh, the first Matrix but I, I felt like that was something, like a rebuild of the game. It was a Neo's computer or some shit like that. And that's where they plucked him from, and that's where they red-pilled him. And, but who knows? I mean, i got to watch it again. Um, I will say, though, that once it got kind of rolling... I, I thought, like, Amorpheus a with a little bit more of, like, kind of like a fun, kind of laid-back attitude was interesting. I just, like I said, I just thought that he just kind of took a backseat after a while.
1: Because we're in a computer program, we have all this kind of stuff, and I get it that it's, it's like 60 years in the future, but I think it's really weird that we don't have um, or that we don't have in a sense um, the old Morpheus in some form to be, either if it was just like a video he left for Neo like, that's how I kind of feel. Like, it doesn't have to be, okay, he's dead, everything like that, and so on. But why doesn't Lawrence Fishburne come in somehow? Or even, like, one of those ones where, like, he even just, like, comes in and the uh, new Morpheus changes into Lawrence Fishburne just to have a scene for, like, five minutes just to talk to Neo. It, do- it doesn't have to be much, but just something like that. Like, just for a cameo sake. Yeah, no, it
0: seems like something kind of like, I know, he knew you would come back. So here's a little, here's a DHS he took, you know. So, yeah. <laughs> something to that effect. Um I do think uh, there's something interesting about it, because, like, okay, um, I heard some people complaining about, like, why is Smith still part of the Matrix, but I feel like there's something about, like, because the machines, they're all, since they're all, like, you know, all statistics and all that, they're kind of like, well, we're all statistics and we're all knowing, so for that, they'd be kind of arrogant, and I feel like they would be like, you know what, regardless of this thing going rogue... It was a useful tool. So if we can just kind of isolate it, do some tweaks, put it back in there, it would be a good thing to keep uh, Neo in check and keep him over here in this corner. And then once it all comes back to him, he's like, wait a minute, I remember who I am. You know what I mean? And all that Mm -hmm. shit kind of clicks in and...
1: Well, and that's another one, too, that I felt like once that guy realized that he was Smith, I think he should have just turned back into Hugo Weaving, like just for like novelty sake of it. I just it's kind of weird. it's like, okay, so here's the Hugo Weaving character, but it's not going to be played by Hugo Weaving in a sense. It just seems like. I mean, I get it, it's a computer program It can be any look at once, but since we're watching In a sense, The Matrix, I feel like there's always sort of These things that's like, eh, but this is sort of The set world, you might as well just And it's like, it's The Matrix, so it's really easy to do Flip a switch, and then next thing you know He just forms back into Hugo Weaving Once again, halfway through the movie Like, I feel like, and then it's like, oh shit Like I feel like that would have been one of those kind of cool reveals That like, people in the theater You know, the average person in would have been like, oh, what the fuck You know, they, they might not have realized right off the bat That that was the same Smith they shouldn't have
0: shown that in the trailer because they show the part where he's yelling and it cuts back to Hugo weaving back and forth. They shouldn't have revealed that. I, th- I think that's one more twist they could have kept. At the same time, I could also see like maybe I'm wrong here. Mm-hmm. I could see um, the reason why they kind of like reskin old characters and just kind of like oh they're programs of past people. I can see them doing that because of um, maybe the actor didn't want to come back. Hugo Weaving made a point like in an article like a while back like he's like i'm tired of being in genre films i did a couple and now that's all people want me for i'm a classically trained actor and everybody a always, always wants me bullshit. We- bullshit they always want me wearing makeup or they want me doing a voice of a fucking robot i'm tired of this shit like he went out of his way like he he flat out came out and said like I don't. Fu- I think those Transformer movies are fucking dumb. I just did them for money, and now everyone just wants me to do all these, these like villains and sci-fi fantasy shit. I mean, he wasn't even in. You could see whoever did it was doing their best Hugo weaving impersonation, but that wasn't even him in Red as Red Skull in Avengers Infinity War Endgame. That was somebody else. Yeah. So, yeah well, I
1: feel like he, uh, Hugo Weaving just got person like I'm sick of these fucking nerds and their stupid <laughs> shit. <laughs> Because <laughs> like, that doesn't that's feel like, well, then why do you keep getting into, like, The Matrix and Lord of the Rings and all that stuff? Oh, oh, the fucking paycheck was good. I thought I was going to get me a real movie contract. <laughs> I just, did the, I just
0: did the border collie in Babe, okay? I thought once I got Lord of the Rings and Matrix, okay, that's going to be it. Then I'll get back to doing some real acting. And then sure enough, oh, you want to voice a
1: robot? Oh, you want to voice a red Nazi? Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. He, he just reminds me of one of those guys, like, I just don't fucking get it. Can't these nerds go out and fucking, like, you know, pitch a ball back and forth or something? <laughs> <laughs> It's,
0: it's like, stop watching these superheroes play grab ass and tights and go out there and get
1: some fucking pussy! Yeah, man pussy! <laughs> <laughs> because that's what you do in a locker room. You become a real man with your other fellow men. <laughs> but yeah, it's like I feel like that's the only thing kind of really, like, missing... I mean, yeah, the, there could be some more action. I know that, you know, he's got some of the older people and so on, but... It's just like, I just feel like a Morpheus cameo and even a Hugo Weaving cameo. I feel like it feels like, yeah, it's like, it's not that the guy playing, you know, um, Agent Smith, it's not, you know, he, he's doing a fine enough job for what he is and so on, but it's like, it just feels like that. That's not really Smith. Let's be honest. We we, we still like you know you, you, if this was a play, you'd be a fine stand-in and it'd be okay. And then maybe Hugo would come back on the next round. But you know, uh, for the movie, it's just like I felt like that was just something that was kind of missing there. And it's just like, does Warner Brothers not have enough money to throw at? I mean, come on, Hugo's got to be you know, you just get, give him enough money and he'll he'll show up. <laughs>
0: My fiancee Ava was excited for a second because he was, uh, that she's like, Oh, when that guy came out, I'm like, oh, what? Like, what is it? Like, oh, he plays King George in the Hamilton play. Like, oh, okay. Lame. <laughs> 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 well, he's in, he's in some other stuff too, but yeah, he, um, it was one of those things where like, oh, okay, okay. So they're going for that new fresh blood. So um, I, I thought he did good. I, I mean, yeah. I got what they are trying to do. I am going to say Matrix is one of the few things where you can totally recast somebody as a different actor, a different race, different mm-hmm. whatever, because it's already kind of in their computer programs. So yeah. I, I totally get like that. This is one of the few franchises, as long as they're not in the real world, you can kind of switch out anybody for anyone. Um, so that was one case where I was just like, okay, okay, I, I can fly with that, you know. Um, I, plus, also, just an interesting dynamic, that idea that, like, like, this idea, like, even though there might be some logic gaps between it, like, how he just suddenly kicks at the guns and he realizes, but... The idea that, like, that they kind of known each other for, like, who knows if they've really known each other for the last 20 years or if it's just he's been told they know each other for the last 20 years. But the idea that they've just been doing this game and he's like, okay, we never really liked each other, but we worked on this thing together. The idea of, like, they've both been mind-wiped and they don't really like each other, they've been working together for all these years, and there's, like, contentious, like, um... Frenemy energy, like, hey, we got, a, we've kind of done a lot of shit together, but we still don't like each other. But you know, and it, it's cool though, it's cool though, made for a good game, right? And we're both rich and famous because of it, so let's just keep at it. And then all of a sudden, like, once he grabs the gun, it all comes back to him. He's just like, oh, <laughs> just like murder <laughs> rampage. I remember who I'm supposed to be.
1: Yeah, exactly. He got to he gets back to it just there and so on. And it, yeah, it's not saying cuz I think all those characters do cool, you know, do a fine job anyways. And it's one of those ones that I mean I feel like yeah, I mean you, you got just like the biggest movie company so it's kind of weird to think that it's not possible, but I know that like some of those things probably is just other choices that they decide to make. So I mean, if, if that's what the workaround is to get a Matrix Four, that's fine. And it does make like that you know fight scene that they have when they're like in the you know the bathroom and whatnot, and Neo and like Smith are fighting It's still pretty cool for you know an older fella still fighting. It's weird because you see John Wick and like you're like you're like dude fucking like uh, Keanu Reeves just kicking ass for three movies straight, and then it's like well, once, once he gets to the Matrix, he's like you know what I, I just want to cut back of bit can I just reach my hand out like literally on the movie poster I'm reaching my hand out like can we just use that like half the time I'll, I'll just block stuff
0: well there's that well I'll, I'll say this going back to Morpheus for a second the idea of like he's trying to like he's trying to re- recreate the scene with Morpheus he's just like I know it's not as effective doing it walking out of a bathroom stall but I figured it's worth a shot
1: yeah, exactly. You know. And, uh I mean, like, and even, like, those characters, like, you know, they kind of, I mean, I guess with the new kids, you know, it's like they sort of have it where they each have the kind of more color and so on. Because the new Morpheus, instead of being an all black, he's got real, like, kind of, like, flamboyant, kind of, like, bright-colored suits on. And then the other team's all kind of cool, too, because you got Bugs, and then you got, there's the chick with the tattoos. I can't remember what her name was. And then, um... Though there's some blonde guy But you know Those ones also I don't remember the
0: team I I just remember remember Bugs and and the chick And the
1: the chick of the tattoos Is who I remember But
0: Yeah those are the two I remember Like in I'm gonna say this Like the girl With all the tattoos Like in the real world Like oh my god That girl's really pretty Then in the the Matrix world Where her hair was all Like Fucking goofy as shit With the with the weird Like mini cornrows Going sideways And around this way And like Comb her head Like what the fuck's Going on there You know
1: well, it's, it's. I feel like it's sort of like the Niobe thing. They're like, okay, Niobe's got a kind of a weird haircut. How do we... Let's make the next character have even weirder of a haircut, like when they're in the Matrix, or like, hairstyle. Well... Jada Pinkett, I think, can pull it off. There, there's just something about like
0: I don't, I'm not. I just think it is. It is one of those things when you see a white person with cornrows, it just doesn't <laughs> work out as well. I'm just saying, it just doesn't work out as well. I think Jada Pinkett Smith makes it look makes it look alright. She's already a really good looking woman too. So
1: yeah, well, um, I'm not saying anything. It's like that. I just feel like it's like that's the thing though. It's like that, that's sort of the start. Gotta of to it. The, the, yeah, the weird haircut. So it feels like okay now everybody's got to have kind of a weird hairstyle and so on like that. Like that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, no, and that's how it sort of felt. Because even like the the bugs lady kind of had you know the weird kind of dyed hair and everything like that. And then in the real world, she just looks kind of normal.
0: Yeah, I will say now that I'm looking at the Matrix Resurrection poster right now. New Morpheus is literally cosplaying like the Joker on this poster.
1: (laughs) he literally is that's totally true see the thing is okay you look at the poster and Neo and Trandy both have their suits on why is that not there that's literally there in the very last scene of the movie other than the the post credit scene but like that's that should have been. They should have been wearing that at least halfway through. I, I feel like that's about the only kind of downfall. Is it has like that, almost like that. That Batman, like uh, you know, Batman Three, where there's like a double rise. I guess not really a double rise, but we're, we're, we're watching Neo rise all over again, and then it's like he almost doesn't become... In a sense, it's it's a weird one where it's almost like you sort of get like those Neo powers and same Trinity kind of gets the powers, which I think that's a cool concept that Trinity gets the powers, but it's like it makes you feel like, well, now I want a Matrix 5 where they're already... where they're fucking ready to go so it's like Matrix 2.
0: Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. I'm just going to ask a quick question. This is going to make me look somewhat unprofessional for the podcast. You said um, post-credit scene. I'm not gonna lie. I've been kind of lazy lately. Uh, usually, if I just get done watching a movie, I'll look up on Wikipedia, go to the plot, and see if there's any more post-credit scene. And said nothing about a post-credit scene, so I didn't stay. Um, what is the post-credit scene?
1: Yeah, uh, it just goes back to like that roundtable discussion of like the people talking about like the Matrix again, and then they go, "Well, you know what? All this kind of stuff is out. People aren't into sci-fi. People aren't into that. You know what they're fucking into is cats. What if we did the cat tricks or something like that?" And you're like. That was fucking dumb.
0: Well, they're probably also just making it on. Well, this movie has no problem coming out and saying, "We kind of didn't want to make this movie. Warner Brothers is going to make it without us, so we could either let them make it and fuck it up, or we could have tried to show a little bit of our of our vision." Oh, and the I, little I, movie literally says that.
1: Yeah, well, and that's kind of interesting. It's almost like it tells you that as you're watching it, you know. Especially when they're like, we you know, our parent group, Warner Brothers." They don't even they don't even they don't even
0: like beat around the bush like you know, not like not like oh the Rupert brothers or something like that <laughs> or the the, the the Warner sisters don't even go as far as that. They just find say, no, fuck you, the Warner brothers, yeah, they're making us make this fucking
1: movie. Yeah, exactly. So it, it is kind of, you know, Kind of funny there. It's one of those ones, like, you know, beyond that, though, there still is a lot of really cool stuff in here. And I, I feel like even the stuff it kind of adds in and talks about and so on like that is kind of, it's nice to have. Like, I think that that's kind of a neat thing there. It's just it's one of those ones, like, sometimes I feel like it feels like it's building back up. Like, oh, shit, now now we need, like a, like, it doesn't. I guess I mean it does sort of I guess you could say it does kind of cap it off, but it almost ends it like where it's like, Well shit, now I want to see what happens next. God damn it, you, you now you set up something even cooler, like the idea that both like Trandy and Neo can both have those superhero powers. Like I love like the idea of them going out as like a tag team sounds so, so badass.
0: It does, yeah. I am kinda of wondering, so no 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 um no bullshit. When when you watch Matrix One It could almost end right there. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, well, he has these powers. He could... I'm going to assume they win the war. You know what I mean? Just because it ends the tone where Matrix 1 ends. You could just have one really good movie right there and call it good. But um, this one has kind of like, I mean, literally a major callback. They start playing like a cover of Wake Up at the very end as both Neo and Trinity fly up away together. I'm wondering if they are trying to bait sequels or if they're just saying, no, this is kind of like, we got another chance at it, because the Merovingian is still out there, and so is Agent Smith. So,
1: Yeah, it's that weird thing, though, is I feel like... I- I, I think I felt like they they want to make it just like a cap-off type movie but I, at the same time I'm like dude you guys set it up way too much for like to have another trilogy in a sense because I feel like this is one of those ones this could lead into some like really cool stuff and so on and it's it is kind of that weird thing where I'm like no no, no we're, we're trying to end it well then it's like well then don't make it have such a cool ending like you know what I mean like oh. the, where I want to now I want to see what the heck happens here you, I felt like you left off on a super cliffhanger not like a cliffhanger but like a cliffhanger of like, well, shit, who doesn't want to come back now?
0: Well, I'm going to say you probably, uh, there's only really one thing keeping it like if, the one thing that makes it like, well, I guess there might have, there Agent Smith is still out there. Yeah. That, that's the thing. And he's separate from the Matrix now. He's separate from the machines. He's his own entity. So the fact that he's still out there and they work together briefly to bring down Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah, who's the new so architect. Yeah. So that that whole part right there, that right there tells me that like, all right, well, we're going to, we're, he's still out there and you know, it's kind of like, is he just kind of like another weird comparison here? Is he kind of like the Barbosa sort of of like <laughs> of these like where in Pirates of the Caribbean movies like look out for him he's the scary bad guy and then now every other movie they're like working together with him for a minute they fight they work together they fight is that what he's going to suddenly become I-,
1: I think that's literally what he's become and so on well because it's even the thing too it's like you know Trinity and Neo are like okay cool we're going to remake the you know the world like in our image or whatnot like almost it gives like I guess you could almost say it gives like some f- kind of weird Adam and Eve thing if you want to take it back to like your old. You you know, 12-year-old vision of, like, the Matrix religion. But, like, it's, like, one of those ones, like, th- that almost would be kind of an interesting one. Is like, they go to fucking, like, rebuild this whole world as the new architects because that's literally what they just became as the architect. They take Neil Patrick Harris and say, fuck you, you're out of the equation now and I will say Neil Patrick Harris actually has a lot of cool stuff where he does have a lot of those like let's sit down and talk scenes but when he starts explaining like his like kind of change of pace of like you know he's like from my when my dad ran the company back in the day and now I get to be Doogie Hauser in charge but uh, <laughs> like he does have some cool stuff where he's talking about kind of like how he sort of changes it up and I like even like when he describes like he's like you know here's the thing you could make it real cool and everything like that but people don't want they, they want a shitty life they actually produce more energy the shittier their lives are so if you make it like a the Bruce Springsteen song of them going to work every fucking day, you get way more juice out of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised that the Matrix isn't just have a bunch of coal mines. And it. once I heard that, I'm like that's what it should be. But oh, lumber mill, coal mine, <laughs> like all this stuff out there factory, <laughs> steel mill,
0: <laughs> and they all go to an underground SM club that blares Ramstein and Rob Zombie <laughs> exclusively when yeah. they get off work
1: you know it's like one of those ones like that's the thing it's like it almost feels like I know that like in Matrix 1 they say the pinnacle of life was 1998 <laughs> be like shit I'm like I used to always say that I think the best time was 1998 that was like my like you know fourth grade was the greatest time ever I'm like man Matrix had it fucking right I guess that's why we're always going back there. It's when Pokemon came out to the U.S. but um <laughs> it's like one of those ones it felt like by one Neil Patrick Harris says that like hey this is how it is it's like you probably should just go back to the Industrial Revolution that seems like you're gonna get the most juice out humans at that time period. (laughs) Right before machines kind of are allowed to really take over and you're just still having a bunch of manpower.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I guess that's the question. How many times like, whenever they restart it, do they restart like, as far back as like, 1800s? Or do they just go like, alright, we're going 90s and forward. Like, I wonder if that's how it is.
1: Yeah, that's always kind of an interesting one there. And then also speaking of, since you mentioned the music, I felt like that's one of the other small things that this was kind of missing too. It sounds like such a weird thing, but like, I wish it would. I wish, and it would have just because it's the Matrix, and I feel like it's kind of like a time capsule thing. They should have still had like you know the literally like new metal soundtrack. I feel like that sort of makes Matrix. And I know that like as the movies kind of faded out, they started went into like the operatic like because that was getting. Kind of, that, I feel like Matrix almost pioneered those kind of tunes too. But I, I do feel like you could have used just a little bit. I mean, I know you get the you get the cover which is kind of cool, but it's not raging Against the Machine, so it's not like... It's not. So it's not the same, you know, but... this sounds I, mean, weird. I
0: appreciate you're trying it with brass horns. You're trying it with brass horns, I'm like, it's not Tom Morello's guitar, I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, exactly, but it's like... It, it, this sounds so weird, but it reminds me of another movie of the same time period that's made for, like, in a sense, that same similar, like, 90s, going into 2000s youth. But the, the third one did the same thing, too, where... It, the music, I think, would have added to it, and this sounds so bizarre, but Triple X3. I felt like by not having the heavy metal tunes in there, there was like, it was just felt like there was something missing. And I feel like that's the same thing with The Matrix. It's like, I know that that music's not popular at the moment or anything like that, but I feel like you could throw it in there and people kind of expect it. It's like a Tarantino movie not having 70s music. You know what I mean? Like, it almost feels like, hey, where's that soundtrack?
0: Yeah, yeah. No, no I get getcha. Like I said, this is one I got to watch a couple more times just because there's a lot of things in it. I mean, there's 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 just clarification on all the small details of what this character is, or there's also the double meanings and double layers and metaphors within the movie, um which all ma- which the first three Matrix films are loaded with. Yeah. So,
1: no, um, it's definitely a multiple watch film. And sell on like that, and I know it seems like we we're slightly like nitpicking over things like it's like that was like God they don't have fucking leather suits on, they're not playing fucking Marilyn Manson, <laughs> and, and he's not fucking flying around Superman punching people like you're like oh that's it. but at the same time yeah it, <laughs> uh, it, it, I, it is you know, like, you know what I mean uh, like uh, I don't sometimes simple taste can get me real far in life
0: <laughs> yeah no but the thing is it is a movie with a lot of like. Uh, like I said I I know I like it but I don't know if I I love it like the first 3. I I got to watch it a few more times, you know, just to let it all sink in. There are things cuz it is a weird it, it does it is like this weird bouncing act where it's trying to speak on the lack of originality of just rebooting and relabeling the same thing over and over and it's making statements on that but at the same time it's also very much embracing it at the same time so it's kind of like well which is it you know because it literally ends with I with wake up not the same version but wake up with the two of them flying together which that's, that's a little different but it's more or less the same ending you know mm-hmm. so and like telling not over the phone but telling the machine we're going to change the world fuck you get ready you know so th- there's a lot of things of like you know just like oh look this shot from the movie see the, the shot from the old movie so I get what they're trying to do and they even have statements about it where they're like the part when they're when they're, they come across the Merovingian and he's basically homeless now and like, I used to be classy I used to be I used to, oh, that's what my dog thinks clearly he heard Frenchman and he got scared <laughs> Yeah, um, no, she's, he's like, I used to be classy, I used to be this. And they're like, I couldn't even understand everything he was saying during that fight, because he's yelling, like, about, like, video games and about, like, you know, sp- sequels and spin-offs and comics. He's all this shit like that. So, I gotta, like, listen to that again and just put
1: on subtitles or some shit. Tipsy!
0: Come the fuck on, man!
1: All right, I just I, I I do love the idea of a hobo like just like <laughs> just yelling off about tipsy the fucking fuck you. about the fucking kids like playing video games and shit. <laughs> I,
0: I feel like he was kind of like if I had to guess, tipsy, get in here, come on, come on, try to edit around this if you can. But, nah. <laughs> um too much. Yeah. Too too I much. Audition. There's a lot of barks there. There's a lot of barks there. Um, no, there. I, what I take that as is it's probably because you know he was a very prissy pinky-out asshole who was very full of himself, I take it as him trying to be, like, whatever he was saying, because it sounded like he was talking about, like, it was hard to make out everything he was saying, but it sounded like he was talking about, like, synergy and cross-platforming and all this and that, kind of like being, like, the art snob, being, like, a good movie ends on one. There's no need for a sequel. Also, you know, like all that kind of like snooty ass shit. A sequel can never be as good as the original because it has to go off the momentum of the first one. Like that, that I think he was kind of just they're kinda taking a lot of that shit that like someone like him would say. You know?
1: Yeah, no, I, I think it kinda has that which is kinda ironic is like, hey, you know, if we didn't have a sequel, your your character wouldn't be in this <laughs> 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 I don't know for a fact that's what he's
0: saying but I think it was that kind of shit you know what well, I mean
1: because yeah. that, that's how I sort of felt like I felt like it had that sort of thing when you just get the the kind of like the asshole people out there that like yeah because anybody who says that like oh you know the first one's always the best one well you probably haven't watched that many movies that's all I gotta say because there's many movies and especially for other things too like video games sequels are mostly always better than like the first ones a lot of times because they get more dialed in and I think sometimes movies too because I mean I always personally like like in certain movies, like, once we get to the second part, it's like, okay, cool, we don't have to fucking sit here and explain for the first hour what the hell's going on, we can just get on with it, you know, and I think that's what I, that's what I was that's why I like about Matrix 2, that's why I like Lord of the Rings 2 Towers even more, because it's like, good, take the fucking ring, how hard is that to fucking say? Let, let's go kick some ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is one of those things
0: where, um... Yeah, because like, back in the day, I can understand why you'd say the sequel is never as good, because it was at a time before the original was readily available, mm-hmm. So and there was no guarantee you could see it again, really. And there's also, they always made less money, so they always had like less of a budget. So I get why back in the day you would say that. But clearly, as time's gone on, we've seen sequels can, not always, but can be better. And for me... The first Matrix is still my favorite, but I still really enjoy uh, Reloaded and Revolutions, and I enjoyed this one. I don't know if I, where, it's, where it stacks against the others, but um, I, I need to see it again,
1: though. Yeah, because I, I feel sequel-wise, I mean, I think for the last 40 years, I'm not saying every movie's like this, but, like, that's, like, kind of the... I mean, you could probably say the start of it's with Godfather 2, where, like, you finally have your first real big sequel, but beyond that, like, I feel like, yeah, all throughout the 80s and so on, there's, there's many movies where, like, you know... Certain sequels are just like, you know, better, and same within in the 90s, 2000s, and so on. It's just, it, it's a funny concept that that still has stuck around. You know, I'm that, yeah, there's certain movies where, like, the sequel just, like, kind of peters out. We, we all know that, too. But, um.
0: Speaking of, of this movie's competition, uh, The King's Man, which we, which, you know, King's Men. Not the Kingsman 2 then it really. Yeah,
1: out the, the, the Kingsman word. two that's a perfect example, and that's the worst part too. Is I feel like that trailer was so good. I know I've said it about like a thousand times, but the trailer was so damn good. And then Kingsman two comes out, and it's just like it, it has like all the sequelitis problems of like, oh, here's the characters that they got together, and now they're breaking up, and there's issues and marital. It's like what the fuck is all this crap? Like, and then they kill off half, half people, but whatever. That's a, that's something else. It's another thing, but um. But yeah, no, overall I think Matrix 4 takes kind of it's going to take a couple watches to get it like real soaked in. But I still think that like it is one of those ones that um it's pretty solid all in all. I mean, even in my first watch, I walked out of there going like, you know, the the minor things that I feel like that would just would have been sprinkled on there just to kind of like make it pop. I kind of wish were there, but beyond that, it's still it was very entertaining, still added to it, didn't discredit two and three, um, but it does kind of leave you like, shit, well, now we need Matrix, you know, five and six. And like, yeah, I kind of wondered is anybody going to deliver on that?
0: I guess we'll see in time. I guess, how does this movie do in both the box office and streaming, you
1: know? Yeah. And the upside is that Matrix has, like, it's kind of a lucky one because it literally, we're at Christmas time and it really has only one other competition, you know, at the end of the day, which is Spider-Man. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's better than The King's Man, but, you know. Yeah, The King's Man, I mean, like, I feel like the average person has no idea it even came out. Like, that movie was talked about for, like, the last three years, and it totally, like, has gone sort of under the radar. Shit, it's not even, and that one's not even in theaters yet. Still, it's like I think it comes out like this week, at the end of the week. But um, it's one of those ones. I mean, like, yeah, there's there there is other movies, but there's no other big movies for it to compete with. So, like, it almost like I hope that helps it out in a sense. Yeah, yeah. Where some Christmases, you know, there's like six movies all at the same time that are all like pretty darn solid.
0: I feel like this movie's probably gonna do decent. I don't know how they're gonna, you know... Um, Right now, Spider-Man is making all the money. Just all the fucking money right now. So, I'm sure this thing will probably do decent with the com- combination of, like, box office and streaming. You know, so... We'll see. You know, not good for theaters, but good yeah. for the studio, probably.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think Warner Brothers is kind of killing off their theater release, but that's. I mean, Batman's supposed to be. I think that one's like one of the few ones that's like, no, you got to go to the theater to see it. But oh
0: yeah, they're gonna be like, no, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs>
1: you, you. How about
0: how much do you want to see Batman? All right, put on your fucking mask. Get out there.
1: Yeah, exactly. Batman doesn't wear a mask, though. He wears. He he covers all the other parts of his body, but he doesn't wear a mask because he ain't a little bitch. <laughs> 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 that, that's how I sort of feel. It's like, that's the one thing. It's like, you know, is it one place Batman doesn't need a mask? Yeah, that's fucking right. <laughs> here, you know, here you go, right there, Take the bat breath. <sighs> Or he just has the
0: fucking, like, he's trying to put it around, like, his his bat ears. Like, like that's the real reason he doesn't wear it. Because he just can't fucking find a way to get it on there, like, strategically. Like,
1: fuck this. Yeah, it makes me look like a moron. You know, what, what am I, like, some fucking wannabe ninja? No, I'm fucking Batman. I'm better than a ninja. I don't need a fucking mask. I mean, I have a cowl on. You know what I mean? That's what the cool kids have. <laughs> 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 but um but yeah so matrix definitely worth seeing i think it's definitely a th- if you can i mean like yeah you can watch it on I, I mean that's that's the easy one you can watch it on you know hbo max but i feel like they get their true experience this is one you you got to go hit the cinema for like you know the, 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 yeah I, I feel the hbo max after you watched it maybe once in the cinema then you on your second watch there you go <laughs> I'm not
0: gonna lie, I didn't see it in theaters just because it was a busy ass night. I I was working from like eleven to like eleven to eight o'clock, so by the time I got home and like oh fuck, I'll just watch it here. So I'll yeah. probably if I can if I can make time for it, I'll go check it
1: out in theaters. But yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the upside is will probably be in cinemas for like a couple more weeks at least. I mean, like probably. It, you'll probably be there till the end of January almost because I don't know what else is. I mean, we're getting like the giant like you know release of films coming out, but. I think this one will be there for at least this beginning part, but uh, yeah, cool I feel stuff. It like
0: starts March. March is when all the big shit starts coming out now.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, because now that we just got, a, it's like you just go to the cinema and you just see the trailers. You're like, shit, it's just gonna be like big movie after big movie after big movie. But, all the um, shit that's
0: piled up for after, after not being able to be released for the last couple of
1: years. Yeah, yeah well, a lot of these ones are all kind of newer stuff. I think we, we've kind of gotten through most of our piled up stuff, except for like Top Gun and a couple other big ones. Now it's kind of like, oh, okay, here's these movies that sort of like been put together and so on and now ready to go. And I feel like, yeah, twenty two is going to be this fucking huge, hard hitting year.
0: Batman's like probably one of the. Batman
1: and Top Gun are probably the two bigger ones. That yeah, Batman, well, it's, it, it sounds weird. It's, it's Batman and fucking Sonic the Hedgehog 2. They're like, shit, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> fucking both movies look like fucking like, movie of the year right there on that trailer. <laughs> <laughs> sounds so weird. It's like that the fucking Sonic the Hedgehog trailer. Like uh, That one's like, I hope it's not like a Kingsman too. I hope that that movie's fucking oh, I know. so fucking like, badass like it looks. <laughs>
0: Like that's the only scene Knuckles is aside from maybe one other quick
1: part. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like one of those ones, like, oh yeah, that, that's actually just sh- that, that that shot's only for the trailer, actually. <laughs> that was in a post-credit scene. Yeah. Yeah, but um, but yeah, no. Speaking of Matrix, go see Matrix. It's totally worth it. It is one of those ones. It, it, I feel like it. It's like in a couple years from now, it'll be interesting to see it as it like soaks in as time goes on, like how it kind of really lines up with the other three and so on. As I said, it's like. There's just that light bit of, like, kind of, like, tie-in nostalgia I feel like it could kind of use just... To... It sounds so weird. I almost feel like somebody could probably just go and quickly re-edit the movie, p- put, like, a green filter over all, like, the Matrix scenes and so on, and even, like, you know, just even do some, like, you know, just CG in, like, some characters at some certain spots, and uh, it-, it would almost, like, fill in just that slight void that sort of, like, feels like it's kind of, like, missing. But um, other than that, though, still, I still really enjoyed it. And, um, yeah, not not complaining one bit. I'm glad. I'm glad that we actually got it. At the end of the day, that actually makes me more excited because this just didn't feel like something that ever was going to happen.
0: Yeah, for a while, I was like, "Is this ever going to happen?" But finally, is, and I overall liked it. So, yeah, and uh, yeah.
1: But um, yeah, beyond all that good stuff, go to oldmanorange.com for more podcasts, comic books, Pizza Boys, all that good stuff. Until then, I'm Spencer Scott Holmes. And I'm Ryan Dunnigan. We'll see you some other time. Later, folks.